Hey, welcome everybody. Podcast number 101. We all survived the 100. How's that? All with the alley cat beer and all that good stuff. Uh, glad to see you guys are still alive. Yeah, triple digits. It's, yeah. it's like it's like if you had to move a say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, OCD kicking in again. Yeah, one on one. It's kind of like we're taking our first class in college, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur, one dinosaurs one hundred one. <laughs> we made our way out of high school, and now we're into college days, hey? That's right. Yeah. 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 Fr- frat parties and everything. Let's go. Right? <laughs> yeah. Had a few of those lately. Online, of course, online. I want to get this out of the way since uh, (laughs) I keep forgetting about it. Um, A little theme that we'll be running with today due to our guest is uh, our nicknames. So I'm your host, the Ultimate Warrior, or wow, Jesus, butchered it already. (laughs) Jerry, the Ultimate Warrior Crates, Daryl, the Rock Bradley, Dexter, Mankind Wiseman, and Tim, King Kong Bundy Wiseman. (laughs) So suited. Yeah. I like it. Some, rest, like some it. wrestling names tonight. You got me thinking, though, like, in the bowling world, I mean, I, I called dibs on The Rock because I was the one that maybe made the, the name, so I wasn't going to give myself some, <laughs> something terrible. But who's the most jacked bowler that we know that plays at a high level? Like, who's, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no bodybuilders out there that play at a super high level. Is there, you know... You know, <laughs> that's, that's, I know. This is the problem. You know guys. what? You know what? Sh- Chantel Chantel Shoes used to be a, a power lifter, right? Yeah. She used, she used to be a power lifter, right? Yeah, uh, I think she she power lifted kind of at the end of her bowling career when she moved all the way into power lifting. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Who, who's the like? I mean, I I want to say for okay. Yeah, Bradford. <laughs> who is the fittest five pin bowler that you can think of when this? Would you think of I, like <laughs> D- Dave Bentley is definitely the strongest. I would say, yeah, that that's a good one. That's yeah, good one. I want to say you know when I was actually in like my prime, like I was, I I would have been I would have been close. I would yeah. think. Yeah. I, w- I would say you're probably the most fit at that time, but clearly not a good bowler. So yeah. it kind of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my average yeah. was still higher than yours now, Carrie. Uh, I was winning titles while you were fit. I, I, I didn't honestly at that point. I didn't know if you should be bowling or in the hospital. I didn't know which way. You're so, to so we're not making any like muscle man calendars or something. We're gonna raise some money for five. Oh no, we should we right? should do a dad bond calendar. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, that would sell. What, what yeah. about gig, what about Giggy? Yeah, yeah good, good point. Oh, Giggly, that's right. Yeah, Giggy. I oh, did okay. a tough mutter with Giggy, and yeah. it was incredible. That man yeah. is like okay. A he might be the Iron Man. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. runs marathons, hikes all the time. For sure. Yeah. Autumn yeah, Open. You need to maybe the guys need to have a showdown at the Autumn Open. Who's <laughs> Have a little, have a little mm, fitness no. challenge. Okay, maybe not. Let's get off. Of that. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. Not. What are you trying yeah. to do to me here? Well, Dar- yeah. Dar- well you're Darryl going knows- to the club tour. That's why. Yeah. You're just yes. Us. We want to talk about that for a sec? Yeah, sure. sure yeah. Let's hit that. Well, after our hundredth uh, anniversary or hundredth podcast, obviously I mentioned that I'd head down to club tour to see Nebs. So really, the next day, I just started looking at flights, and flights were super reasonably priced. Started texting my buddy Martin Talbot and says, I, I'm, this is the dates, this is the times, and I booked the flights. So I'm heading down to a club tour event and, and Thanksgiving at, uh, at October. I haven't told the family yet, so I'm not sure how well that's going to go over. But, 
I don't know if my youngest is on watching this right now. Yeah. Hi, Jade, if you are. I won't be home for Thanksgiving, but, but yeah. Obviously, I mean, I totally support the WCBT and, uh, yeah. and the Autumn Open. Um, and you guys, obviously, are going to be playing the Autumn Open, so there's, there's no issue there. I just sort of would be my chance to get to go and see Nebs and go and see what it's all about. I'm looking forward to, to getting on the road. So we'll see some of our, our people there. Right now, it, uh, I'm pretty sure you are the front runner for that tournament as the only entry. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any entry forms or any of that stuff yet. But, yeah. They know you're Jeff, coming. Jeff England, yeah. Jeff England already posted about it. He oh, was, did he? He's excited yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, sweet, England! I'm coming. Let's go. Yeah. Better ready to give a, a real good tour. And Barker better be ready to, because he said he wants to have some drinks with me too. So I'll get the liver ready. I think. But yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, that, fun. that's fun. a great. Um, Definitely a tournament that I think a lot of people want to go play and stuff like that um, due to scheduling conflicts. Hopefully, um, there's another tournament that starts up out there or we get a chance to play nationals there if you haven't been there or, or anything like that. But definitely um, one of the bowling centers that I think everybody wants to go to. Yeah, and we'll take five, five Pin Universe on the road. You know, maybe we'll do some content while we're there maybe some vlogging maybe I don't daily know vlogs still yeah. daily yeah. vlogs we'll, we'll we'll keep five pin you well informed there but yeah <laughs> I, I just hope there's enough time between all your shifts <laughs> i'm signing up for all of them so uh, from, from what martin said there's only a saturday and a sunday i'm like buddy i need more than just this one shift to, so please can you put in a friday or a thursday shift for me because i'll sign sign me up i'm playing five pin universe is paying for my shift so we're <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay yeah. oh they don't know that yet. see my wife and five pin you doesn't know that yet so they even don't even pay my shifts yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you yeah, know, that, that's I'm a kidding. good segue. I mean, hey, like here's Daryl setting up, signing up for this tournament, and I mean, at least here in Alberta, we got some absolutely phenomenal news today. That uh, you know, we're opening up step one of a relaunch this week, at some point, or start of next week, mm-hmm. and then uh, at two weeks after that, assuming that hospitalizations and everything stays the way they are, they are opening up step two, which is means bowling again, with, from what it sounds like. Um, at a 33% capacity, um, but it doesn't have to be families only either. It's going to be who, whatever six people you want, up to six people. And then potentially two weeks after that, assuming we get to 70% immunization for one shot, we're open. We yeah. are open, open, with oh, zero open. restrictions. So with all those things being said, it sounds like, you know, obviously Alberta is in one situation. It sounds like Saskatchewan is pretty much in the same position. Um, it our, yeah. our our tour is going to be a go next year. There's yeah, lots of positives being kind of announced across the nation um, with the COVID restrictions being lifted in stages and stuff like that. Alberta's maybe a little aggressive, but uh, we're well on our way to be sixty percent vaccinated here shortly. So um, I think we're ahead of the curve and all that good stuff. So. Like Dexter said, the WCBT is a full go. They announced today, they sent out a survey for everybody to answer, to get some insight into um, what's all going on, how people's feelings are, what they want to do for future and stuff like that. So um, if you haven't answered that survey, you can just go to um, Western Canadian Bowling Tour on Facebook. Um, Five Pin Universe shared it as well to help them out and uh, answer that survey so they can get as many answers as possible from across the country because uh as we know the wcbt isn't just western only there's lots of players across the country that come out and play it so 
um, yeah, exciting, very exciting news. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right to have something to look forward to. All right, and then even just you guys opening or all the centers opening. Right, there's there's more content that we can do. We can go into the lanes and start watching people bowl. We can comment on scores. Yeah, so it's a, it's great, but. Yeah, 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 exactly. So th that broaden, broadens our horizons here a little bit for Five Pin Universe because now, um, like Daryl said, vlogging while he's going to club tour, vlogging for the WCBT events, our eight gamer, the team pro league. Like, there's so many events coming up that we're involved in, and um, that's not to say like Canadian Five Pin Association is going to have events running soon. Masters is going to be starting up again. Like. There's so much to look forward to on the five pin bowling side, and I hope everybody's invested. And um, I guess here's my little call out to all the elite players out there, the competitive players that haven't played leagues for quite a while. This is your time to step up. If you are an elite player and you don't play in a league at your local center or something like that, and you have the free time, please sign up, join a league. Doesn't have to be an elite league, play a fun league, support them because if these bowling centers didn't make it through COVID and they closed, you wouldn't be an elite bowler because there wouldn't be a bowling sport to play in. So um, show your support, get out there and uh, help your local centers. I can't Boom. wait for leagues. I can't wait for our Thursday night league where, you know, our team will crush Tim's team and we can mock them every week at dinner after. <laughs> yeah. Every time we get close, COVID happens and closes the season. Literally, so we, don't, we never time. know. Three, Time reigning champs right yeah, here. That's they, all I have to say. They, they call it reigning champs like there's been a league the last two years. No, they haven't. They haven't yeah, won three anything. Time, yeah, really, it's only we, once. We are yeah. not three time three champions time. for the Open. We are. We are. No, no you're yeah, not. We are. You're one time. Bring me my medal then, Tim. 2020, 2020, 2021. I mean, I, I, no. mark did, it down. That's not how did, it works. Didn't Johnny's team win like eight years in a row or something, though? Yeah, but it, well, it, that, league, that, yeah. that team's a, that team's a dynasty, isn't it? Well, no, well, they, best they best won, league league team league bowling team they, ever. They had a they had a team stacked of like high caliber bowlers playing in a fun league where the average the average average was like 140, right? Now we have probably six or seven absolute solid teams of like elite level bowlers, and they don't win anymore. No. John, and Johnny gets a little angry. Oh, like it's over. Yeah. The corners don't carry, guys. The corners don't carry. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. anyway. uh, let, let's do a little bit of uh, paying the bills here. So um, you can become a patron and help support us at patreon.com slash 5 universe for as little as $2 a month. Help support us uh, to pay for the programs, um, all the added stuff to run this uh specific podcast wow uh and then we also got all-star bowling sales and we also have our drink of the week sponsored by alley cat brewing hopefully cheers. everybody's got one going cheers perfect and uh so we'll run all-star bowling sales commercial here um you can go to their website at allstarbowlingsales.com and i still do believe we have our discount code 5 pin u15 for 15 percent off any other products that they are selling on the website so please if you're looking for new bowling balls or shirts or hats they got a great selection if you don't want their specific stuff come to store.5pinuniverse.com or .ca and buy through us <laughs> Yes, Lenny. Words are tough. <laughs>
<laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right. So we're happy to introduce our special guest of the week. Um, it's not called the East because we've been told several times, but uh, one of the favorite provinces to play in, I love playing in Gatineau. Um, and also, uh, I had a, a huge train of thought here. Oh, somebody that actually can speak may not be his uh, first language, but uh, he can definitely speak better than me and everybody can listen to his voice instead of mine. We got Guy the Sheriff Chabonneau. Yes. Hello, guys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How are you? Good. Welcome aboard. Thank you. That, thank you so much for having me and thank you for everything you do for Five Ping Bowling with the podcast with the Whistor and everything. So you guys are really awesome. Just uh, want to say uh, thank you very much for everything you do. I, well, thank you. I just wanted you to thank me for the best intro you've probably ever had, including <laughs> your wrestling career. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Of course, the best intro ever. But uh, you guys were talking about maybe the the best Jack bowler of canada so uh, for muscle and everything but yeah who's the stone cold of bowling the one who will drink more beer than everybody else who's the stone cold there is this question there, that's a good competition there's probably yeah, a good, good one yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would say I, I i hate saying this so early but i but he, i would say mitch davies but he doesn't really drink beer oh you okay. know but he yeah. drinks constantly I, he I, walks like stone cold <laughs> that, that, that is true, that is true. <laughs> smash a couple of yeah. Phil, Phil Robinson oh here we go Phil that Robinson true, true. Yeah. <laughs> I reserve my answer for later in the podcast time yeah, to think yeah. maybe, maybe a, there's probably a top 10 list out there for sure for the all Canadian, yeah, yeah, all yeah, Canadian five pin bowling drinking team there you go so that's yeah. why there's a lot of options yeah. <laughs> yeah. You aren't kidding, Dexter. You guys do look like twins a little bit, hey? Yeah, yeah, we do. Look a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be his stand-in as the sheriff. That's yeah. the reason why you you're not allowed to shave the beard, right? Because of your yeah. character. Of course, of course. Uh, well, that's, right. that, that's one thing because uh, uh, now the people well, we don't have a show since the beginning of uh, the pandemic. But the sheriff character has got a big beard. But uh, I started growing the beard back in 2016, and I shaved it all once. You remember when at the, the 2019 national? And when I look at my face, I look like, wow, I look like a baby. So I, <laughs> so I grew it right, right back away. <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt the same way, man. I, I, I looked like a child. And not yeah. only did I look like a child, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning when we did this. And I was absolutely trashed and i and i go into the hotel room. You. Yeah. Yeah. i go into the hotel room and there's a patch here and there's yeah. a patch here and i didn't have my razor it was terrible carrie do you got that photo memories. that i sent in the group chat today oh i can definitely pull that up quickly here no 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 it's a good us. picture it's a good picture that, that, that was a great night <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah. It, i was doing really a little good. i was doing a little uh, little research today see see what i can find on the internet about you right oh <laughs> and, no yeah it was not, <laughs> <laughs> not much but we found a photo but uh yeah that's why i make comment oh, yeah. about your beard so yeah okay let's see that <laughs> i'll pull it up here for you yeah, yeah no that, that was a really good night that was super fun to do 
It was a good cause. It was a good way. Yeah, to yeah, for sure. And we raised way more money than I ever expected us to. I think it was like seven hundred and fifty bucks or something. What was this? Yeah, yeah. I. I, I was, oh, you uh, you can go next. I was uh, about to. So. Uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's my uh, working profile. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's me. All the baby yeah. face. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty pretty boy on that. Yeah. <laughs> um. What what year was, was that? That was 2019, right? 2019. Yeah, yeah. That that was the last national. It was in Gatineau. Right, right. Yeah. And and honestly, that was that was one of the most fun nationals I've been to. I absolutely had an absolute blast there. But uh they were doing fundraising for the, the flood the yeah. flooding out there, right? Exactly, so, yeah. Uh they had they had donations set up and they had like that stormtrooper group come in, the Star yeah. Wars troop come yeah, in. Star Wars because the Star Wars was, was the theme of the national. So uh because uh, they were uh, being with us free but all they ask is for donation for a good cause so the the flood is the is the cause that we uh, we choose and on the last night to uh, have more donation well there's somebody who says hey i'm gonna shave my beard and then there's a uh, bruno cecile said oh me too and then the gilles leblanc and bruno cecile look at me in front of the whole audience and oh what about you Guillaume? and i was like oh no then i look at my girlfriend and she says like yeah you're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay why not and then uh, uh because we we put a number in like we have to shave it for if we go to 750 so that yeah. was the bottom so if we don't go to 750 because we want people to to give money yeah. and i think on on the last couple of minutes there was like missing like a hundred 20 bucks and there's a guy from bc who just arrived uh, to my uh, my girl who was counting the money and how much is missing uh, about 120 there you go so it was like wow okay so we shave our beard that uh, that night for a good cause nice yeah that was awesome there was hair everywhere yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's a surprising amount of hair on that floor it was really gross yeah but, uh, luckily it was outside so that was fine oh yeah, yeah it was in a, in a tent outside so yeah, yeah it was pretty easy to clean up yeah that was good that was really good at two in the morning yeah, yeah two, two in the morning great time to do it yeah <laughs> nice. Dex, Dex, Dex walked in the room I looked over and he, he looked like terrible he had like everything over there and I just rolled back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he, he went to the plane the same way. Like, I didn't he, care. He didn't oh, care. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. Uh, I'm just happy that uh, the next morning you remembered that. It's not like you go open and just wake up and look, look at the mirror and what the <laughs> No, very vivid memory for that. That's it's, for yeah. sure. It's like the tattoo on the back. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Before we uh, before we talk bowling, let's check in, uh, Guy. How are things going in your you know day to day life these days? How we want to check in there? How's you know you busy? Obviously, pandemic uh, work. Oh yeah. How, how are things well, going? Well, you guys uh, were talking uh, for the pandemic on the, the west side of the country. Well, I can say in Quebec, there's a lot of hope because the vaccination is uh, going very well. Uh, every ages is getting uh, the the first dose, so everybody is uh, is there. Uh, they're going for the first dose, so it's a it's a very good news. And next Monday we gotta start like if I'm talking for Gapno, we gotta start to reopen some things. Like we we can go back to the gyms if we want to train. We gotta we can go back to restaurants. So they're beginning to reopen slowly, but 
they think that if everything goes as planned for the end of August, then we'll be able to reopen. So like we, we were talking, no restriction and everything. So that's just good for the beginning of bowling season. So hope we're going to be back on the lane because just for me, uh, the last time I threw a ball, threw a ball, sorry for my English, by the way, guys, uh, it was in right. last September. So and uh, I did ju just threw some balls for about three weeks and that's it. So in the, since the beginning of the, the pandemic, I didn't throw a lot of bowling. So I'm sure I'm not the only one. And uh, we can't wait to go back on the bowling alley to play. But like you said, we got to give to the proprietors and the bowling uh, bowling house that are having a really rough time. Just here in Gatineau, there's a lot of bowling uh, house that close on the couple of last uh, years. And just the pandemic, I can see a couple of sell signs right away. So I can tell you that there is a big chance that some bowling alley won't come back. There's no confirmation on whatsoever at all. But I know that it's a very, very rough time for them. So uh, we got the, when we be able to come back, it's very important to go back and to uh, help them. Because like you said, if you don't have a bowling alley to, to play, you can't play bowling. If you're an all-star, if you're just playing for fun or whatever, and if we can't play, our kids can't play, and that's how the sports can uh, probably uh, not getting better. So, yeah. So let's hope. There's hope. So, uh, so we're going like that. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. How good is that, though? I mean, how, when was the last time that we felt hope for this stuff? You know, it's it's so refreshing to actually yeah. like there is an actual light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, but I think that we we felt a couple of hope a couple of times, but I think that's why we're so used at this point. Because like we were having some hope last year for the summer, oh, things are going better. And then boom, we go back into uh, into our house, everything closed again. And then we reopened the, the bowling alley. Oh, things are going good. And then boom, we close again. And then I think that, that that's why it was so rough. Yeah, I, I think, but it was so unused. No, nobody knew at the beginning of pandemic what what's gonna happen. Nobody had that before. But I think that if at the beginning, at, in, on March 2020, if we knew that everything would reopen on August 2021, we would say, really? But if your mindset are, are set for that, it's easier to hope and then no. Hope and then that, that is very hard on the... On, on the on, how, how can I say that? But uh, it's very hard on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. I think you guys uh, know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure we do. Yeah. I, I also Thank think you. though, if they if they told us that you know what at that time that we wouldn't reopen until August 2021, I think everyone would have lost their minds initially yeah. until yeah. we settled into it. You know, it's like yeah. you're telling me that we can't do anything for a year and a half. Yeah, I know. No, it's crazy. But, it's crazy. But yeah, the whole thing has been crazy, and there's some place. Uh, other countries that it's uh, like I can think about India or even uh, uh, I'm going to talk to you guys maybe uh, for my work but uh, for the Olympics uh, in Japan Tokyo will will be any Olympics we don't know because uh, on that uh, that side of the, the globe it's uh, it's very hard right now so we're lucky that uh, we're getting hope and we're getting lights so uh, let's hope uh, for the best for not only for bowling but uh, for all our friends and family and hope that everybody that's listening to us right now is uh, is okay safe and their family are okay yeah yeah for Absolutely. sure um i kind of want to touch on that i know this podcast we kind of have a little agenda sometimes we hit it sometimes we don't but yeah um 
I did hear on the news today that um, they weren't sure about if the Olympics were going to happen in Japan because they're only at three percent vaccination rate right now. Like it, it's, yeah, yeah. it seems like it's yeah. very very low, just starting out yeah, kind of thing. They're so. low for the vaccination. Uh, they don't have a lot of debt, thankfully, thankfully, since the beginning of the pandemic. But there's a lot of contamination, and what they they are in an in a emergency stage right now, and they think it's going to be because it was pushed till May twenty thirty uh, first. Uh, sorry, and they think it's going to be pushed to June twentieth. So June twentieth is going to be pretty late to cancel Olympic cancel because remember, like 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 a national, you don't cancel one week before because yeah. everything that you got to, to do and all the logistic and everything. So imagine for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So the stage is going to be still a stage of uh, emergency. They got trouble to be vaccinated. And they think that if people from around the world that maybe are at risk to go in, in Japan, and then it's going to be worse. So that's why everybody except the CEO Everybody said, "Oh yeah, uh, uh, we gotta uh, cancel that and everything." So, but but the uh, the Olympic Committee says, "No, no, no, no. We're gonna still have a safe Olympic. Everything's gonna be fine." So it's it's, it's gonna happen. We don't know. It's 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 pretty hard to do a prediction, but it's not uh, looking. What, what's the dates of the Olympics like scheduled right now? We mid uh, schedule is gonna be. Uh, it's a start uh, July twenty third. For the opening ceremony, uh, but uh, the competition start on uh, July twenty first. But uh, they said that if they gotta cancel it, they gotta cancel it one month prior the opening ceremony. So let's say on um, June twentieth, maybe right. we should have a clear response or answer of uh, if we're gonna have some Olympics or not. Right now, can you tell us what's your involvement? Obviously, you're involved in the production and the CBC side of things. So tell us more yeah, about that. Yeah, well, uh, on my work, I work at uh, Radio-Canada, uh, CBC French Radio, since 2000. So I've been doing a lot of things, but one of my things that I've been doing is a sportscaster. So I've been a sportscaster for many years. And since 2006, I've been doing some uh, profile on the amateur athletes that are going for the Olympics and everything. So I've been trying to work for the Olympics, but like it, it's like the NHL. Like every every hockey player wants to go to the NHL, but there's a small amount of people or player that can go to the NHL. So it's the same thing for the Olympics. So when you're a sportscaster for CBC, you want to go to uh, to the Olympics, but there's a small amount that can go. But I was uh, very lucky this year that uh, not only they asked me to work for the Olympics, but I'm gonna be one of the the responsible person for the diffusion on the web. So that's why I'm working right now for the Olympics. It's, it's my first week. <laughs> so I'm gonna work uh, this week uh, until the beginning of September because I'm gonna do the Paralympics as well. So uh, I know about the, the Olympics and all the sports news because of my sportscaster career, but I've been uh, looking close for the, the news because we don't know if the Olympics gonna cancel this year. What's gonna happen? Is gonna be canceled? It's gonna be pushed again? They think that it's gonna it's not gonna be pushed. It's gonna be canceled. Or it's gonna it's gonna happen. So, so that's how I'm uh, I'm working for the Olympics. 
But that's super cool. I'm, I'm very, yeah. you know, a bit jealous of that as well. That you know, <laughs> a, a very big stage, grand, biggest stage that there is in the world, obviously, and having oh, a yeah, bit yeah. of a, a little piece of that, and obviously, yeah. you know, profiling all the athletes who get to go, get to learning their backstory, get to you know, talking about what they do at the at the Olympics. I mean, that's just it's a really cool job that you do, man. So good on yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, it's a it, it's a chance of a lifetime, and I I can relate to those guys because of course you guys were not uh winning a lot of money playing bowling uh, okay there's some tours and there's some tournaments that you can win some money but we're not having a living to uh, play bowling so we know that we gotta uh, put a lot of money put a lot of work for some medals from some honor so i can relate to those person that uh, uh like an nhl player can wins uh like uh, a couple of millions playing hockey but the amateur that is doing uh, 100 meters at the Olympic is not doing 100 meters each four year. He's doing all year long. They've got the, uh, a circuit. They got the. They do competition all over the world. They 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 have the eyes of the world on them only at each four year. But they're doing working so hard to going there. So to be able to take them and says, hey, look, guys, we got that person who's awesome and doing a great job. So I think it's important that uh, we look at them not only on the Olympics but all year long. Yeah, so, that's so going to be so much, so much pressure for them to, uh, like you said, every four years, this is your one shot, this is your one race to qualify yeah. for the next heat or whatever the yeah. situation is. Like, yeah, you train all year, you, you compete all year at these smaller competitions in order to even qualify for the Olympics and stuff like that. And that's just one shot. That's all you yeah, get. Well, imagine, I always say, imagine the guy or the, or the woman who's uh, running the 100 meters, the final. So you've been working all your life for that, not moment, 10 seconds. Yeah. It's got to be 10 yeah. seconds. All your life for just not a couple of minutes, 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So you got to be pretty passionate for that. Just like you guys, if you're bowling for a national championship or something, you've been bowling all your life for that one game, one frame, one ball that's got to decide everything. So, no, we can relate. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, where do you fall on the topic of professional versus amateur being in the Olympics? For example, NHL players, hockey players being allowed to play. Uh, professional golfers being allowed to play. You had mentioned, obviously, a 100-meter dash. These guys are running a circuit all year long. Yeah. So they're probably making money off of these too. So in some sense, they're actually professionals as well. So uh, is there that line that people shouldn't cross? Or is it like, hey, if you're the best in your sport, you're allowed to do it. If you're still making money on the side, go for it. Yeah, uh, well, things are changing from the last couple of years because, like you said, there are some... Like Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt can do a lot of money. Like yeah. he's, uh, he's he's running the hundred meters. But let's say there's not a lot of amateur that is uh, winning a lot of money. Uh, like I, I can, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, know uh, the Dufour Lapointe sisters that are from uh, Canada skiing. Uh, they're one of the best in the world, and they went to Dragon's Den to be have a sponsored because they, they couldn't have enough money to go compete around the world. They, they're the best in what they do. And they're from Canada, a country that is pretty, pretty good, pretty, uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a really rich country, but uh, we're not poor, but they had to go there to have some money to go on competition. So I think there's a really slice uh, section of people that are winning enough money to 
be able to live with their sports on the amateur side. I don't think it's impossible, but there are some people who can't. For, uh, for hockey and golf, like you said, uh, it's it's really hard because what we want is the Olympics to be popular. We want people to look at the Olympics. Uh, of course, if you get a Sidney Crosby at the Olympics, everybody's going to watch. If uh, Canada don't... How's that? He's uh, a guy from Nova Scotia, I think. We're one of the people here. Got drafted in like 2005, but uh, wow. he's going to be eliminated soon this year, so don't, he, don't, he, don't he worry was, about they, it. They were eliminated tonight. Did they lose? Yeah. Did they lose? Okay. I don't feel okay. so bad now. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's what he's not knowing. I still feel bad. <laughs> well, everything says it's like uh, you you want the. You don't want people to stop watching the Olympic and then the Olympic dies. So I think the decision to bring those guys into the Olympics, it's not necessarily to having the best at the Olympics. It's just to have the people watch the Olympics. It's so people can, because maybe the popularity was going down and then they bring the NHL and whoa, here's the guys. And they, they bring the, uh, the basketball player, whoa, because for me, personally, if it was just Guillaume Charbonneau was talking, I would say only amateur. That, that would be me. Because when you look at a story like uh, you guys saw the, the movie Miracle, right? Yeah. So what's better story? Miracle or the guys that won gold for Canada in 2002? Like I'm... the Sackick, Engelau. Yeah. If you don't look country, look yeah. story. What's the best story? Miracle, I'm... 100 miles away. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I did not watch the hockey at Beijing, uh, because I was like, that's boring. I mean, watching the because I was like, the Germans no against no offense to Germans. Germans got a silver, but if you had the NHLers there, right? I, yeah. I think professional sports putting them in there was smart because marketing for the Olympics they got paid a lot more money for people watching the viewers, right? Yeah. Um, so it makes total sense on that aspect. Um, I get that. Yeah. I, I, that's how I feel about it. Uh, Sidney yeah. Crosby, obviously, golden goal. I think that obviously is probably the most memorable goal I remember. The most yeah, for sure. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, of course, it was Canada. It was in Canada. It was. That, that, there's a lot of good story. But yeah. when you see those young guys, amateur from the U.S., beating the Soviets and everything, man. So when, when there's some amateur work, work hard to go where they go it's like if, if you guys like uh, if uh, we got some professional taking our place on the the masters or the open some guys that are paid only to play bowling and taking your spot you would say well that's not fair i don't have the money to well that that that's the same same thing is is the same be position yeah 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 i don't i don't, I don't know i i, I kind of i'm kind of torn i could see both sides but uh oh yeah there's, there's the part of me that's like okay you know what all these kids are looking up at at these you know athletes it's it's yeah. every kid's goal to make the olympics in some sort of way but you know when you think of making the olympics you're thinking of being you want to be the absolute best at that sport ever that's what you want to be i don't want to be the best amateur ever i want to be the best oh yeah oh yeah for for sure but i got a question for you because you said that every kid's uh, dreaming for the olympics and uh, everything do you think that canadian kids that are playing hockey on the street are shooting for the gold medal or are they no. shooting for the Stanley Cup? 
Yeah, no, they're, that's they're, very fair. I think they're aiming for couple. an NHL contract, I think. That's the parents are, yeah. Just, just daddy sending the seven-year-old to a $10,000 summer camp. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, th- I think there's both because, I mean, how many times do you hear people talking, you know, NHLers talk about their their hockey careers and how much it meant to them to wear the Canadian maple. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah. You know, that's yeah. always one of the first things that they talk about. And even yeah. even the NHL players nowadays were, you know, upset at the fact that they weren't allowed to play in it. So, I, I don't know. Do you oh, know no, no, no. There's, there's two sides. And I think they got you got good things on both sides. Like I said, it's good to have the best of the best and have people to watch the Olympic. But on the other side... You got the amateur that is working all his life for this moment. And the Olympics, at the beginning, it's for amateur. Yeah. 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 I I think you you look at um, a lot of the the sports, like soccer, um, baseball even. You you play to get onto your your city team. You go to play to get on your regional team. You go to play again on your provincial team. Hopefully, you make a national team to play in an international event. But if there's a... I guess a cream of the crop that gets paid out for baseball. You, you didn't look at the world baseball classic. You worked at getting to the MLB and that's the difference between professional and amateur. Like there isn't such a a professional side of a lot of the, the track athletes and the stuff like that. It's a, it's a different, I guess, mindset for that side of it. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. So on on another note with your radio, um, maybe you might have some insight. How do, how do we get bowling back on mainstream media? <laughs> <laughs> we tried, we tried. Uh, like uh, like I said, we need people to watch. So uh, there's a, there's a reason. Uh, like uh, remember, guys, when we had CBC, when we had TSN, yeah. we need people to watch. And uh, unfortunately, people like you know, uh, even the players, the we got uh, less players. We got less players in the YBC, less players in the Master, less players in the C5. So we got less players, less interest, and, and we don't have more people who's going to watch. So I think I think that things like, like you guys are doing, it's great. It's awesome uh, to have some, uh, some tour organized on the West, uh, doing uh, like uh, the club tour on the East. Uh, I think it's going to help that. But I think it's going to just have a bring back bowling uh, like a healthy sport because for me bowling is not a pastime it's a sport <laughs> of course you can go through uh, two games with uh, like colonies of work and say oh that's a good pastime yeah come and play 10, 10 games in one day 10 games are you crazy yeah that's why it's a sport so <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. so so i think that we get uh, the work on uh, on the way that the bowling is going to be healthier so the interest will come back uh, little at little because I don't think it's gonna go like this. I don't think so. But I think it's gonna be like a wave. I saw some doc- documentaries even for uh, bowling in Quebec because uh, you know that in Quebec it's not five pin. It's the famous duck pin with the, <laughs> the rubber around it. So uh, uh, it was like wrestling. It was like bowling. It's uh, the popularity is going up and then whoop, going down and then going back up. I think we're on that loop. So I think we got to be patient. We got to work hard, have some passionate guys and women like you guys to work at it. And I think we got to go back on TV on streaming pretty soon. I think. 
Awesome. We just can we can we put that as a sound bite? Can you save that, Carrie? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he just said that. He told us. He told us when we started. <laughs> told us, told us, told us. CBC, listen. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right, all though. The hope today. But you're right. Them. People, people just need to watch. Radio? Not sure. Bowling on the radio. Not sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, hearing the uh, the F one uh, on radio. <laughs> all you hear is Mitch Davies. You betcha. You know why he 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 can be your translator for Mitch Davies, oh, yelling yeah, you betcha. Yeah. In French, what do you say? How do you say you betcha in French? Ah, uh, you betcha. Oh, man. Uh, well, I can't uh, literally uh, translate, but you betcha. How can you say that? Because because it it's doesn't slang. work in French. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it. Uh, you betcha. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Put I money on that. Know. That's, yeah. that's about, a good one. Or how about a Gino Z-Bark? <laughs> Boom, baby! <laughs> Boom, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so hey, you guys are, are letting me uh, speak French, so please give me just a couple of seconds. Je veux dire bonjour à tous mes amis francophones de, de tout le pays qui nous regardent présentement. C'est vraiment le fun, j'espère que vous êtes très bien, puis à uh, tous mes collègues et amis du Québec. Puis uh, c'est vraiment le fun, j'espère que vous êtes très bien, puis que vous êtes en santé, puis que toute votre famille va bien. Puis uh, on espère vous revoir sur un allée de bowling très bientôt. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hopefully you gained us one more French French watcher. That's it. Oh, there's, there's a lot of guys here in uh, in Quebec that uh, are listening to you guys. You got a lot yeah, of fans. I'm sure. pretty sure yeah. about that. As we were, let's wrap up the the Olympic conversation. At one point, oh, yeah, uh, sure. didn't um, ten pin bowling do a demo in in Olympics? Yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, they're planning to do a a demo. But like this year, they sorry, say... they're doing it this year. Yeah, yeah, they oh. uh, yeah that they uh, they think of doing it this year. But uh, what they say, they probably, because you know why karate has been so long out of the Olympic? Just, just to have a comparison. Because there's so much association. You don't have one association of karate, like one world association of karate. Mm. So which one do you take? So bowling is the same thing. The more popular in the world, it's the big ball with the big 10 pin and everything. But what they say to it, do we bring all the bowling to uh, to the Olympic? All kind of bowling? Which one do you take? Do you take the more popular? So that was the discussion, uh, this discussion that we uh, they were having and issues. But they're gonna try with the ten pin. But who know? Maybe they gotta bring the five pins some way around. So never know. Yeah, but just... uh, but they do a demo. But uh, it's not the first time that they did a demo for bowling uh on the olympic yeah that's what tim hooper saying that it was at seoul in 88 so i just remember there yeah. being something so yeah. i mean any bowling in my mind that's on yeah. the olympics or on the main stage is good for us as five pin bowling, well, yeah, especially sure. our relationship now getting building with the the 10 pin guys and some of the podcast guys or some of the tour guys and commenting on them i mean it's all it's all good stuff if, if bowling's on tv right for it, sure it makes a yeah. lot, lot of sense that it was in seoul as well because korea has quite the um, the professional league as well, and so does Japan. So that makes a lot of sense yeah. that they're they're trying them out in both those areas. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and there were discussion for Japan. There were discussion to do it in Japan. Yeah. So yeah, they, they um, build all their own equipment there too, right, Kerry? Because when we were, when we were in mm -hmm. Cuba, and yeah. we were we were playing in this like little eight lane <laughs> center in, in this this Cuban tourist resort, there we were, and and there was you know five lanes yep. that were working, but they were 
they were they were all Japanese made machines and Japanese scoring system and yeah. they didn't have a clue how to fix any of it, but they were there. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. We need some we need some more photos of these unique worldwide bowling centers that are out there, right? Oh, well, sure I got a picture. Uh, yeah, I got a picture of me uh, in front of a bowling center in Cuba when uh, I went there. Uh, we just went for a walk, and bang, a bowling center was like, "Well, okay, I got to take a picture of myself in uh, all the Q- Cuban uh, clothes and everything." And bowling alley, so it was following me everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a super neat experience because there we were, and then we had all we had was like the manager there because I mean, obviously everything's owned by the state. But it was the manager was there and he came and sat behind us. And like our first games, we were like mediocre, like, you know, 120, 130. But you're oh, yeah. playing in, in sandals and yeah. you bring your drinks out there because they don't have they don't put oil on the lanes. They don't they don't <laughs> no. clean anything. It's just it is what it is. We shot 130. I think the second game we all shot like 190 or 200. And this guy's just sitting behind us, just clapping <laughs> he's away. Never, he's never he's seen like, it before. He's, he's like, like, you one of the best bowlers I've ever seen here. And we started showing him five pin and stuff, too. It was, it was a neat experience. It was good. I can just imagine the manager just says, oh, that's how it works. Good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 It was super you fun. need more drinks? More drinks? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was Love a good time. Awesome. Well, as you guys can probably imagine, my anxiety is just blown away because we're way off schedule. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. This is awesome. But let's go back to the beginning for for you, Guillaume. Obviously, where did yeah. you learn uh, bowling? Where did it come to be? I know, uh, obviously, some family. But yeah, tell us more on, on where did you start? Well, I'm a third generation bowler. So uh, my grandfather on my mother's side was a bowler and was doing the tour on the Ontario. So he didn't play the Masters. He didn't play uh, some competition like that. He was playing for money. So he was going to Toronto, was going someplace like that. So my mother played bowling as well. And uh, like you guys know, YBC is a great thing. It's a great uh, place to bring some kids. So she brought my, uh, my older brother. So, of course, my older brother is doing something. So, younger brother wanted to do the same thing. So, we start to bowl, and my cousin uh, then uh, did bowl as well. So, it was a family thing. So, I bowl at uh, Templeton. It was an awesome bowling center. I know I, I uh, played all my YBC there, but uh, I may, maybe you guys played some national there in Gatineau. I don't know. But uh, it was a great bowling center. Like, the people were upper than the bowling alley so you can see everything they had a nice bar a great place a 12 lane bowling center it was very popular in the 80s but of course the popularity of bowling not only in Gatineau but went downhill and houses beginning to have to struggle and everything and the place closed down and sold to an amusement kid thing in uh, 2011 so it's gonna do 10 years this year so that's how the whole story uh, began uh, for bowling for me i was four years old the first time i uh, threw a ball nice that's amazing <laughs> that's super cool yeah I, so, I don't know if templeton i mean of course where would we have played most of the nationals in in Gatineau? Oh, uh, well, it was closed uh, after the national in uh, 2011. So it was the last national play at Templeton, but there was a lot of nationals. It was, a, like I said, it was a 
pretty good bowling center. So that's why a lot of nationals in Gatineau were played. And I'm talking about, uh, of course, uh, the Masters, but I'm uh, talking about y- YBC as well. And mm-hmm. some uh, C5, I think, went to uh, Templeton as well. But of course, we didn't have a national in Gatineau since the beginning of the 2000s. So we didn't have like a lot, uh, a lot of history of national here in Gatineau. Because, like you, you know that here in Quebec we're like a small, small group. It's not uh, we don't have as many members as Alberta or Ontario, and we didn't receive any national uh, until the beginning of the 2000s. So that's why in Templeton you had about uh, a window of 10 years where you could have a national and get no at well, What was what was Quebec? 04, 05. Um, we would have been. There. Uh, now you're, know, you're talking about the uh, the Open or the Masters? The, op- the, the Open. We would have played it. Oh three? No, Gatna. Oh four. No, su- oh four. Oh three was Surrey. Oh four. Oh five. Was... Yeah. Do I hear an oh five? Oh six. Here we go. We played at two different centers. I don't remember yeah, yeah. what centers they were. I don't. I, I could picture the one that had the duck yep. pin or the the off the the, the right that's side an, and the ten pin maybe. That's That's unique. Okay. Yeah. Anik, okay. Yeah. And then we would have played at another one. Um, we we played there in sixteen oh, as well. Four. 04 was Gatineau. Right. Yeah. Where would we have played, Tim? Do you know that? Yeah. So these guys yeah. saying for Mark. I wasn't there Harris. for the 04, but uh, so I know was... the master were there in 03. So 03 right. and uh, 2011. So yeah, it doesn't right. it doesn't tell us on here at all. But we would have no. played at two different centers. So obviously one is Anik, and then the other one might have yeah. been Templeton. Yeah, maybe Templeton, or it can be uh, like like I said, Carrefour or Paris. Ah. There's a there's a couple of uh, Anik and Carrefour, Jim uh, Tollinghurst. Yes, Carrefour. It's uh, one that uh, another good bowling alley, and uh, now it's Grebel. But uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, national gotcha. as well. Anyways, there, there's quite a few other centers in Gatineau, is there not? Like, because yes. I think we played at three last time we were at the Open in sixteen. Well, Three I think different the most, most centers that got uh, some nationals uh, on one national, I think it was 2011 for the Masters. Because we had Galaxy, we had Carrefour, uh, we had uh, Paris, we got Templeton. So there's a lot of them that been there. But Anik wasn't there because uh, they were out of the Proprietors Association at that time. So that's why they weren't there in 2011. But you guys bowl at Anik because they... They, uh, they got back, so uh, there's a lot of national being uh, playing there, but there's some national that have been playing in smaller bowling uh, alley, like uh, I remember going to see the Open, the singles in 2000, it was 2012 in Gatineau, uh, the Open, just just oh, okay. get back to me, uh, because I remember in 2012, uh, I went to see my good buddy Sean Haley play at the Dani, that is a small uh, eight alley uh, bowling center, he's been there like Forever for uh, from the Danny family, great bowling center, great family, great great people there. So if you go to Gatineau, go to Danny's place. It's my bowling alley right now, so that's that's why it's uh, it's really great. But uh, I know I I think Masson got some, but I, I I would have to come back to you on that. But there's also Masson that is a great place, and there's Buckingham. A good bowling center, but there's a couple of them that been closed. Like in 2012, you guys, I think you guys played at Alors. Uh, that's a, a 12 bowling alley, now closed. Uh, 
I had uh, a lot of fun at that place. I was a spectator. I was a spectator, but I had a lot of fun at that place. I yeah. drank a lot, and I made friends with everybody there. Oh, no, it was a great place. I, I played was, a, lot of, a lot of years, and it was a great place, and also a great family for mm -hmm. bowling, uh, the Alain family. Uh, there's Lambeau, who was a great bowling center as well, but also closed for another sold that now it's uh, condos that got there. So... Like I said, uh, unfortunately, I, I got my personal stats from my provincial uh, bowling career on the master. If I can call that a career, I would say may, maybe more history. It's not a career because I'm not uh, winning my life with it. But uh, and uh, I can say like, oh, uh, now I got that average at Templeton. But it's not that move because it's close. That average at Allah. But I'm not going to play there because it's not close. At Lebo, it's not close. And now with the COVID thing, I think there's more bowling house that got to close. So it's pretty scary for the health of five-pin bowling here in Gatineau. That's why we need everybody to get together and uh, bring back uh, bowling to life in Gatineau when we'll be able to. Totally. I feel yeah. like you guys have a really nice, close-knit community out there because of it, though. Being And I know we, we had this later on in the, in the podcast, but this seems like a good time for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, with... With you guys being the only place in Quebec that has five-pin bowling, I imagine that your guys' community has got to be absolutely fantastic. I mean, you guys, per, per capita, you guys have, it sounds like you guys have a ton of bowling alleys. In Edmonton, we have, Edmonton area, we have six yeah, Seven with Plaza. Yeah, seven. So, and that, that's, that's in Edmonton area, so that's 1.4, 1.5 million people. It sounds like you guys have way more than that, but like just being able to do all these tournaments all the time together, it's got to be so good for the community out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like like I said, there were a time like in the eighties here in Gatineau that uh, with all those bowling centers that I said they were they're now closed, they were open and they were full. I was talking about Templeton, the competition league. Uh, or the All-Star League. I don't know if you guys can say that in English. But uh, uh, the the, the All-Star League, they had like a waiting list for the two shifts. There were two shifts. There were like a shift at, at six, and then people will play after that at, uh, at nine. So they, they had two leagues on Friday night, and both leagues would have like waiting lists. And it was crazy how popular it was. I remember when I was at the YBC at Templeton, that it's a 12 lane place and we had like a shift for the peewee a shift for bantam a shift for junior and a shift for senior because you we, we would have enough place to put everybody so and i remember when i was brought back at the latest stage of templeton's life we did a shift one shift for peewee bantam junior and uh, like everybody was at the same same time because like i said popularity because soccer is more popular now hockey is more popular baseball is more popular because baseball was uh, was not they were very popular baseball here in gatineau it the popularity went down and then it is going back up so i don't know because uh, soccer is not cheaper cheap as it used to be and now people are going back to baseball so i don't know what's is going there but like i said the popularity of bowling is going down but 
there were a time like everybody was playing bowling in Gatineau. Everybody, everybody knew somebody in their family was playing bowling. And I'm not uh, telling playing bowling for the masters or just play bowling, just for having fun. And mm-hmm. I think that that group got us, that they, they, they passed their passion to us. And now then their uh, uh, knowledge to us. And then we continue and we work hard and with their help well we went to the masters and uh, uh in 2002 i think was the first time that quebec had a full contingent and uh it was a couple of years after that that at the open we had a full contingent and then we fought hard to go on national stage and we were a small group but very really passionate so i think it is helped a lot but we're trying to passing the torch to the other generation but there's a lot of people that I was playing when when I was YBC there were a lot of great players there were a lot of players better than me and they don't play anymore oh I stopped because oh I I, I, I didn't want to play anymore okay oh I, I got a job oh I play golf now oh I play so interest is losing so to keep that passion into the younger guys today we're we're trying the best we can but it's pretty hard so we we keep we keep uh, doing it. We're uh, we're still up there, but it's pretty hard. We're getting uh, some rough time sometimes. Yeah, there... I think Dexter, what you're saying is yeah. that it's you know it's one city, right? That that plays oh, yeah. basically in Quebec. We talked earlier. There's there's no bowling in Montreal. I mean, all of no. Quebec is all played within one city. So um, a that brings everybody together because you're all close. Yeah. You're all playing the tournaments. You're playing the leagues. Yeah. You're doing the events. Everybody um, knows also, everybody. Yeah, but also on the negative side is that, you know what, you can't ever escape everybody because you're always in the same spot. So maybe you, can talk, a li- you can talk a little bit about that. I mean, there's good and there's bad to having it all in one city. Is is, there, is that is that the truth? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I think that uh, sometime, you know, that uh, you you can go along with uh, everybody. There's, there's somebody you, you won't get along to, and, and that's okay. That's life. But if there's something that happened, everybody know about it. So, like, it's a good thing that we know everybody because we're like this. We're like a small group that we're trying to go on the national stage and uh, to to live our passion and everything. Uh, but if there's something going wrong, it can, like, spread like this. Except, like, if, if, if you guys, like, uh, there's somebody, uh, like... Uh, because I, I know for the Masters, you guys travel a lot, like going to Edmonton, going to Red Deer, I think, going to Calgary. If there's a guy like in Red Deer that you only see two times, three times a year, well, you don't get along with it, well, that's okay. And that's that's about it. But that's for, for us, yeah, so <laughs> for our side, well, the guy that you maybe don't get along with, well, it's the same guy that you got to see every time at the, you got to go at that bowling center. At the, every time you got to see at the, every uh, time you got to go on the league, every time that, and, and, and that guy got a friend that's got a friend. And so everybody know everybody. So I know that is can be pretty hard uh, things can be be pretty messy but i think that why we're still up there and we're still fighting i think it's because we're a small group all passionate for the same thing and i think there's more good than bad that we're all all together like you said it's That's different good. community uh when we go to national it's like 
well, you guys saw when uh, there's stepladder and there's a Quebec team there. There's n nobody from the Quebec that is at the hotel drinking. Everybody's there on the back and says, <laughs> let's go. We need that medal. We need that win. Yeah. Every ball that's true. So I I'm so proud for the Quebec community that are sticking together. And I think that is the most positive thing that we're all together. But yes, it's not, a, it's not all white. It's not all black. There are some a little dark side and that that's the thing and thing bad things happen it can spread a lot easier right <laughs> how that answer the question yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no no sure. great great okay. i mean it is it's curious to know i mean obviously you are just the one city playing you don't yeah. have you can't get away from anybody but it's good that i think that you guys work everybody works really hard at it and accepting of the situation that we all get along and we're all here to bowl and we're all here to you know this is a hobby. This is a sport that we do. It's not. Uh, it's not my day to day job. So, mm -hmm. anyways, I think you guys handle it all really well and do have a really tight community, right? Like yeah. a lot of other places across the country do. Yeah. Uh, there's there's lots of places we know that are very tight knit groups, uh, and it's great to see. So it's good. It, yeah. It, uh, and it, sorry, it just, uh, we do have to mention that uh, they have a close co uh, relationship with Ottawa, right? You yeah. guys have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we started bit. that in uh, 2014, and uh, it was because uh, we had some difficulties to have some members. Because, of course, you guys know that it costs a lot of money to do Open, to do the Masters. And even uh, when the, I think you guys at that point were having like 500 members at the Master or something like that. If I can, my memory is, uh, is good with my discussion with Brian Rossetti at the point, <laughs> at the time. But on our side, we were having difficulties to have 30 members and we're still going to the national. And we have to do some uh, special competition like for the women's side because of the uh, elite, uh, not, not elite, tournament ladies team that's how you say it in english sorry about that so we had some difficulties to have ladies to play and uh we know that some people on the ottawa side that are not playing for multiple reasons like they don't have the money to go like to toronto for a weekend they don't have the money and they can just cross the border and come play with us but we we, we didn't want to take the player from on Ontario, like uh, the player that are playing with Ontario, continue to play with Ontario. But if you don't play the Masters or the Open and you want to come to play because uh, it's cheaper maybe up here or whatever reason, well, you can come. So it was to take some people, I won't say some names, but there were some, and there still are some awesome bowling players in the Ottawa region that are not playing the Masters, are not playing the Open, and they should. Like, 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 like we said, it's it's the same thing with bowling that is the Olympics. We want the best up there. So same thing. So that that's how we get to the. I was there for the pitching idea, for saying uh, we got some awesome players that are just a couple of miles, kilometers from us, and they can come play for us. Oh no! The sheriff. Did we lose them? The sheriff. We lost you, the you have, oh, there is. Okay. <laughs> You're back, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You have to <laughs> then play for the Masters or the Open for two years. Then you can play for Quebec. So it's not like you can jump ship okay. right and over. So that's why we, we didn't want to go take the, the, the player from, from Ontario. Because Ontario was playing some mem uh, uh, losing some member as well, just like every other province. So we don't want to go, oh, let's take some players from Ontario for us. No, we want to take some players that are not playing 
So we can have more members for Quebec. We can have more members for the masters from uh, to Canada, and it passed. And shortly after that, the C5 in Quebec did the same thing, and that's how we got a close relationship for Ottawa. And there's a lot of people in Ottawa that are speaking French, that are maybe like to come to competition and speak French. Nothing about the English thing, guys. So don't start <laughs> any rumor yeah. or anything. But, yeah. but, no, no, that's but fair. I, that's fair. But, but, but they got some friends on the Quebec side. They don't know some people on the Ontario. They got a lot of reason. But we wanted to have people that didn't play bowling on the national stage to bring them back. And that right. was the main thing. And it's a great role. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm glad it's, that's, I'm glad it's that was so too. good. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it's it's true. I mean, but I mean, if they're not playing, I think a lot of the biggest issue too was, I mean, a lot of the the tournaments were far away from Ottawa, and the, plus the travel and the cost. Yeah, if you're playing, especially the Masters, mm-hmm. it, it just made sense for the situation to arise where they can go across to Gatineau and participate, and it just it it, it was a good relationship to happen. Yeah. I mean, it just I guess it gets. The only thing that sucks for you guys, you guys stuck with Luke, right? I mean, that's that's the only thing you got stuck with, right? Is Luke. Um, but yeah, but you, can't other... tra- you can't tra- you can't make a swap, right? So if they yeah. send one in, you can send one out. Yeah, is that, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, but I mean, it, it made sense, and it's it's a win win for both everybody, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's for the better for the sports, better for the association because more members you got, the cost is going lower. Oh, it's cheaper to play. I'll go play more members. The cost go so. Yeah. That's how we we, we went to a, a, a great record. I'll, when when the pa- pandemic struck, we had sixty members on the Master Bowling Association of Canada. Uh, no, not Canada. Quebec. Sorry, getting late for me in Quebec. Sorry. <laughs> so we in in our association in Quebec, we had sixty members. It was a record here, so it was going very good. But now with the pandemic. We don't know what how it's going to look, but to say that that thing worked with the Ottawa and worked for our, our association, so it was a good thing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super cool. Um, on, on that, you said Masters. So, what is the qualifying? Um, let's shift into a little Masters conversation in your tournament yeah. history and some of that stuff. What remind us again what the qualifying looks like in Quebec for Masters? For the Masters, you got to do uh, six tournament, eight games each tournament, and uh, you can't scratch one. So that's how we do it. We start our season on the first weekend of October, and we end it uh, on the, in the middle of March usually. So uh, you got uh, six tournament uh, all year round, and we do some fundraiser. Uh, we're trying to do our best to have the more more money, so it kind of costs less for our, our thirty people on sixty members to go to national. So you can know that if, 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 if we had like 300 members, oh, that, that would be okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so the cost would be good. But, but we're, we're, we're trying as hard as we can to be uh, able to offer the possibility to go and play on the national stage for the, a reasonable amount of money. I know it's, it's, it's cost a lot for us in Quebec, but for what you're having, I think it's a good trade. But of course, you have to be passionate. You have to be willing to do it, because there's some people who won't pay that amount of money for 
uh, bowling or for tournaments, but they gotta go see like an NFL game in Chicago. Well, well, it's it's okay. It's uh, it's their choice, but yeah. we're, we're we're trying our best to have the lower cost, so everybody is able and willing to play for the Masters and for the C5. Sorry. <coughs> so do so, you do two tournaments every like three weekends? Two tournaments, or do you do six individual no, weekends? Uh, uh, six individual uh, weekend. Uh, we were talking about maybe because there's some people who says, "Oh, six weekend is uh, is too much." Uh, that's why I, I don't play. So we offer at one point because I've been on the provincial board since 2010. So we had a lot of option discussion to make things better. But at one point we offer, well, let's do three weekends of two tournaments. And there are some people who says, oh yeah, that's gonna be great. And there's some other people who says, oh no, that's that's awful. Like if, if I'm sick one one weekend, my whole year is uh, is off because I can scratch one but not two. And it's 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 a good point. There's some good point on both sides. But people vote and it didn't pass. So that's why we kept it to six uh, individual tournaments. Uh, we got one, like I said, in October. Uh, there's another one in the beginning of November, one in December. Uh, like you can see, uh, about a month and a half to uh, uh, to have the tournaments. And then we have uh, one in January and one back-to-back weekend on March. That's the only back. It's not back-to-back on the same weekend, but back-to-back on the same, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, Saturday back-to-back. and then Saturday. Um, now, I, I heard you guys were fortunate enough, maybe it might help your funding, is you guys got uh, a part of the Federation. You finally got Federation funding or something on Quebec. Oh, we're, we're working, but well, I, I, I won't say we're because I'm not on the committee that's working very hard right. on it. So, But they are working on something, but uh, they've been working for years. There are yeah. people like Daniel Lamarche has been included on that for for a lot of lot of years, and uh, it's not a done thing. Uh, okay. They they're working hard, but uh, it's it's pretty hard to have money from our provincial uh, government uh, because, uh, like I said, bowling is not that popular. So if bowling is not popular, well, it's not popular for the government. And government is getting money so it can bring back some popularity or something. And it, it it's a fair game, but it's just that it's difficult for Boeing to have some uh, some money and some uh, sponsoring or something like that. Because I know for a fact that if, like, I'm a hockey dad and going for a sponsoring for a hockey tournament, oh, there's a lot of people who will be able to give money. And uh, and I'm not, I'm not just saying the government there, guys. I'm telling Talking like uh, some person, like our, our selling beers, our business. There you go. So, but if I go there and says, "Oh yeah, I got the bowling tournament, and I want to have some sponsors," it's very difficult. Uh, I just can't remember the last uh, national that we got here in Quebec for the Masters. It was Bruno Cesir that was uh, uh, responsible for the the sponsor, and he did. A terrific job he had a lot of money for the the national but he worked very hard because it was was not easy if if you guys did uh, just remember yeah i know that you were there in quebec in 2019 but if you remember the hotel we had like a mcdonald's we had like uh arby's we got a lot of people around the hotel and we went to them and says oh can you give something because we gotta have some bowling guys uh, for uh, for the whole week uh, like uh, maybe coupons or something and they all say no don't, don't don't need that don't need that it was like man really uh, 
so, so it was very hard. And Bruno did, did a terrific job for having a lot of money to be able to uh, bring you guys a good, good ter national tournament. But all all year long in Quebec and every year it's very hard to have some money. And uh, unfortunately, it's costing a lot to our members to go on the national stage. That's fair. Hmm. And now, as far as Masters, you had quite the uh, pretty solid career yourself, obviously, bowling and, and representing 14 times at Quebec. Do you remember your first time that you uh, qualified for Masters? And yeah, who, of course. Who would have been on that team that you would have played with? Oh, yeah. No, it was such an experience. Uh, how did I beginning to play Masters? Uh, on my last year, just I just want to say a little history for um, make you guys uh, know what I'm talking about. On my last year of the YBC, I had a terrific coach, still a terrific guy, Richard Carrier, that uh, helped us to go to national and win gold. We won gold for the senior boys. It was the first gold medal for senior boys in Quebec. And for me, it was a dream come true because for all my YBC, the only thing I want to do is go to a national championship once. Not winning a goal, but just go. You know, you guys were talking about hockey and having the the maple leaf uh, on the. I want to go on the national stage. I'm a guy from the province of Quebec and play bowling with Quebec on my back. Remember, you guys, when you had the first time Alberta on your back, or are you having? So that feeling, I want to live that. So I was able to win uh, to win the goal on my last year with my first national, and uh, that coach helped me with my. Uh, adult career or transition and he just told me oh there's a competition this week uh come come and play uh, where what is it oh you like it oh okay it's bowling let's go so <laughs> i went there and it was my first master competition and i finished second and the competition was at templeton my bowling center nice. so right away i i i fell in love with this happening because i was there and I was there with my Templeton jersey. And I look at the guys and says like, Quebec, 1995, Quebec. And, and I'm a guy that loves history. And I'm like, wow, that guy made it that, oh, wow, that guy. And I, I, I was like, I would love to be just a guy with a Quebec shirt like that someday. And then that was in the 2001, 2002 season. And I was able to qualify that year. And I had a terrific year, terrific experience with a great team. And we were coached by uh, Geta Côté, and uh, we were with that great, awesome guy that I love. One, one, one of the guys that I love most in the world, Luc Duguet, that you guys know of well. Luc, Luc is a terrific guy. Awesome. He was there for my first year and uh, was very awesome to have play my first year with Luc and been a friend with him ever since. Uh, Christian Duguet, that was uh, and still is Luc's cousin. Uh, Stéphane Leduc and uh, Maurice Giroir, uh, Mo Giroir, that I don't know if you know his name by Mo or Maurice, but uh, he won yeah. a lot of medals, is a great bowling player in the history of Quebec. He won uh, the Master Gold single in 2000 in London, I think. That's that's Sheila's husband, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Sheila's Sheila Carr's husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sheila Carr's husband. There you go. Yeah. So that was the team. And the first day, we didn't lose a game. On the first day, as a team, we didn't lose a game. Wow. 
the rest was a little bit more difficult, but it was a great first day. <laughs> but we still finished second, won a silver medal. Ontario got the first medal, of course. But uh, we finished second. So at my first year, I was able to play with awesome bowlers, awesome coach, and have a silver medal in Thunder Bay. So the only bad thing of my first experience as a master national, I, I know guys, I'm I'm a talker, eh? Sorry about that. You're doing great. But, that's <laughs> awesome. But, but the the only bad thing, it's like they decide to take the bus to Thunder Bay. Oh, and put a, put put you your, yourself on my shoes. You're the new guy. And they're telling you, oh, yeah, the whole team is going to do a 24-hour trip to go, 24-hour trip to come back, but it's cheaper, so we'll take the bus to go to Thunder Bay. <laughs> and I thought to myself, are they nuts? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't take the plane. I can't say, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the rookie and says, oh, no, no, and I'm the rookie. I'm, like, 19 years old at the point i'm not gonna say oh no you guys take the bus i'm gonna take the plane and i'm going no no i'm myself oh, okay well i think that's the way to do and oh my god that <laughs> bus ride was <laughs> oh hell it was yes. hell and imagine like i said we, we were first all week and we lost gold at the last day So imagine 24-hour bus ride back. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. That bus, bus ride there is a complete different bus ride home. That bus ride there is exciting yeah, and awesome. And But your, your first year as a, as, a, as a rookie, too, you know, 24 hours trapped in a bus with a whole bunch of veterans can, can sometimes be a little treacherous. <laughs> Nerve-wracking? <laughs> yeah, yeah um, of course. No, no, that's why I was very nervous. But uh, like I said, I have some awesome teammates and... Uh, They, they took me under their wing, and I appreciate that, and I thank them for that. And I'm trying to do the same thing when there's a, a rookie coming with us, uh, even if it's the, the Open or, or the Masters, and I think it's important because the <laughs> the liberty, yeah, yeah, I, I, I was sitting with that guy. Oh, oh and I, okay, you're there, so I'm going to tell the story. So I'm going to tell a story about Daniel Liberty now. Sorry, Dan. On the right of the bus, one of the, because Daniel, uh, I know that guy since I was like, I think five years old, uh, he did his uh, YBC at Templeton with me. And so I, we, we decided to sat together on the bus and they look at me and said, okay, so this year is going to be an important year. I'm going to be, I'm not going to drink an ounce. I'm not going to drink any beer. I'm not going to drink nothing. I'm going to concentrate on bowling. Bowling is going to be the thing. And I'm saying, well, good for you, Dan. Good for you. <laughs> Ten minutes into the bus ride. Five minutes later, <laughs> I, hear him, I hear him chant on the back. He was drunk as hell. <laughs> But that's okay. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a good spirit guy and he... He, he, he loves to, uh, to party and there you go yep so so uh, after that he, he slept a lot of the ride but uh, that's okay because he was dead drunk but uh, that was a good experience so uh, so the bus ride you you had some experience like that it's just like the first five hours is like oh that's special and then 
when you go to 10 and 15 hours, it's like, uh, are we getting there? Oh, yeah. still 10 hours to go. Yeah. And then it's like, can oh, I just sleep? Yeah, yeah, let me sleep yeah. for the next 10 hours, which is yeah, not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy that can't sleep on the bus. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not capable of doing that. So it was a pretty long ride, but it had some moments that was very good. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Um, it's kind of neat how you were talking when you, you had your first master's competition and you've seen everybody with wearing the Quebec shirts for from their national events and stuff like that. It's the same thing in Alberta. Um, yeah going to your first provincial event as a rookie or fresh out of YBC and you see um, all the legends of your province wearing yeah. the years that they compete at nationals. It's, it's amazing. And, and it's still to this day when we go compete at one of those events, I still love looking around and seeing everybody's different shirts from the different years. Uh, one thing about the masters I like is the, the change in the shirts. And yeah. I know we haven't had that in a couple of years, but maybe uh, we can convince John Stone and the masters committee to <laughs> switch up the, the design a little bit. Well, well, I can say that for us in Quebec, we got two sides and I can understand totally both sides. There's some side that says, Oh, it's special to have a new Jersey and everything, but a new shirt is more money. Because of course we don't have enough money to, pay every shirt to our members so if we could we would change them every year with with the year there but there's a lot of people that are wearing the same shirt year after year after, for saving money because those shirts are good but they cost like 50 bucks 60 yeah. bucks so it's a lot of money when you gotta buy three shirts and then you gotta uh, pay for your plane and everything so so that's yeah. why I'm like, I can understand that yeah. people would love to have some other shirts, but then some people says, oh no, it's the third time we changed shirts in the last 10 years. Let's keep those for a couple of years. And I can understand that. The, totally. Yeah. I, I remember my first Masters, I walked in, I was at Fraser Bowl and we were there and everybody's wearing their shirts and I was like, okay, whatever. Because I, I watched the Masters before and we had the old traditionals and some, some of us wore the old traditionals. And it wasn't that that I was kind of alarmed about. It was, I remember Vinny was up on like nine and 10 and he smashed the ball return. And, <laughs> and, and, and little did all I know was there's no judge of play. And then Harvey of all people, Poets I went over and I love Harvey to death, right? Gave him shit. And I'm like, okay, you guys all self-police each other? Yeah, we all self-police each other. And I'm like, oh, this is totally different than I ever been to another event. <laughs> and, yeah. and little did I know, like not even two games later, later Harvey is f fouled over and he's slipping and falling and he's F-bombing and somebody else goes over and he gives Harvey a warning. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like this is all kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> is, is, is this how masters work? And then I think Johnny's like, yep, that's how masters work. I was like, okay. <laughs> right? But it was, it, it, it's a totally it's a different... Ball. It's a totally different thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, how about some other of your your favorite year memories uh, for the Masters? Keith, for the Masters, those? okay, we're uh, we're talking the Masters, not the Open. Yeah, yeah, right? yep. so, still the Masters. Uh, I mean, uh, fourteen times, obviously representing yeah, Quebec. Well, so, yeah, tell us more. Every year, oh, okay, now I'm gonna do cliche here, but of course, you guys know that every year is special. But of course, there's some years that it's more special than others. Uh, there's that one that uh, I did in 2008. I played for the teaching division. Oh. And why I took that decision is because I, I played both. I played the teaching division and I played uh, the tournament side as well. And I qualified at both. 
But I finished first uh, in the teaching division. Of course, first so means that you can win single medal and uh, a team medal. But there were two main reasons why I decide. Of course, that, that reason of medal is a good one, but it was not one of the main ones. Uh, one of the decisions is that I love the people that were in the, and there still are a great bunch of guys that are in the teaching division in Quebec. Uh, I can think of uh, Jean-Pierre Sommer. Uh, I know that uh, Mike Sauvé is a great guy as well. And there's a lot of Yves Leblanc. There's a lot of good guys in the teaching division. So I wanted to play with the teaching for one year. I want to have that experience. But the one main thing why I took that decision is that on the teaching, ladies single was my mother. So my mother uh, is about a 200... 205 at her best kind of player so i won't be able to play with my mother on the mixed team at the open i won't be able to play ever national with my mother my mother is the reason why i play bowling and i said well if we can walk together at the opening ceremonies at singles the singles on the teaching men is me teaching ladies my mother that's the closest as with my mother on national i'll be so <laughs> I'm getting emotional here. I'm a sensitive <laughs> guy, sorry. But that was like a, a great moment for me. Uh, when we uh, entered that room uh, together, that was a great memory. So That's 2008 cool. is uh, in everyone uh, silver as a team, and I won gold as a single. So I won the, the, the gold medal uh, with a great support with my group, and my guys were, were awesome. Geta Beauchamp was our coach. Great, great, great year. Another great year it was uh, in the Gatineau in 2011. We had a great group of guys. It's uh, We had the record for Quebec for the number of points for a tournament uh, men's team. Uh, we finished second uh, sell, uh, with Silver because we were the only team that uh, beat uh, Manitoba once. So Manitoba was was uh, winning everywhere that year. So they, they, they had a, a great team and a good record. So we finished uh, second. I think it was uh, 105 points or 108 we, we got. But it was the first time that the men's team from Quebec on the tournament side were uh, over 100 points. And the only time, I think, since. And, uh, of course, I was with, with Luc uh, this year. I was uh, with uh, Francis Loutier, Mathieu Posé, and my good friend Sean Haley. And Bruno Cessé was our, uh, were our coach. It was awesome. And uh, we, I, I played one of my best years on the national stage with that team and it was great and the 2012 was a great year as well why because i think you you guys will uh, will know what i'm talking about we had a good group still it was the first year that my uh, the love of my love uh, my, the love of my life sorry sophie uh, watched me at national stage or we just began to see each other she came to uh, newfoundland with us and it was a great, great experience. And all week, we were fifth. But we were close. We were there, we were there, we were there. On the last day, there's three games. And it's not like a scenario, we got to win three. No. It's like, okay, on that game, we got to win six. Because we got to give them a point. So on the next day, is if they win seven, and on the next game, they lose, and they take only two. And it was that kind of standing. And everything went bam, bam, bam. By 0.5 points, we won bronze. It was a bronze that tasted like gold. 
because all the way we believed and we work our hard i won't say uh, the uh, a word go ahead we, go ahead <laughs> we we work so hard and we finally won that medal it was awesome uh, so it was a great year and my first year as a coach in 2015 i coached uh, the senior it was an emotional year but it was a great experience i had an awesome group awesome players but it was emotional for our team but all the province of quebec because a week before we go to national our dear lucien demers that is one of the loveliest guy i ever knew died of a heart attack so one the, our captain our leader uh, did died a couple of days before we go to national so after that how you go to national and perform so we decide to go to national and play for Lucien and just having fun playing bowling. So we didn't go there to win. We can go there to living the experience of our life. And that's what we did. So it was a special tournament. It was a special, special day. Uh, on the first day, of course, we were all emotional. And I will say uh, again, and I don't want, I won't say about all my 14 experience. Like I said, I'm a talker, but uh, <laughs> those are the experience that I, I will live for the rest of my life. But the 2017, uh, it was my best year ever as a bowler. I was single in the Masters. Just won the Open a couple uh, of weeks before. And I played, I think I played for a 278 average on the single stage. And I was by far the best average. But of course, I just did win the Open. So everybody, when they were ups again, Guillaume Charbonneau, oh, so if I didn't play a 300, I lose. So everybody was like playing 340, 330, 325. And I was like, man, what's happening? And of course, I had a big target on my back. But all those guys that I met there, all the singles up there, awesome guys. It was a great experience. It's, a, it, it's an all different game, match play and uh, single for the Open when it's your game. It's, it's a different kind of game. And I remember that uh, after my last day, I finished fifth, I think tied for four and fifth, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. And I went to Bruno Cesar and Luc Duguay and I, because they, they played a lot of singles on the Masters. And I said, well, that uh, competition is uh, can be uh, pretty, like, a, I will stay, I, I won't say what I said, but it was like, pretty difficult, pretty frustrating. Let's put it last way. Because you're, you're playing like for 278 average and you're, you're not even winning a, a, a medal. So I was like, ah, oh, man, it's frustrating. And they look at me and says, yep, welcome in the league, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to Masters. So, but, but it was a great, it's my only time as a single in the Masters uh, for the tournament. So it was a great experience. And I, uh, I remember that year, you remember I, I told you about Sophie, my uh, fiance mm -hmm. that was uh, coming look at us in 2012. Well, in 2017, she was playing for the teaching because she started playing bowling because of her fiance that she awesome. won bronze she won bronze on nice. that year as a single and i think that medal meant more to me than many of my single medal because i was so proud and uh, my dear friend brian rosetti he didn't tell me about it and uh, he was at the front and says okay now for getting medals for the ladies teaching let's uh, receive our good friend guillaume charbonneau was like what well, i'm gonna give the medal and then i went up there and i i, I give the medal to my sophie so it was awesome it was a great oh, experience. that's cool that's super cool yeah <laughs> great memories i love how you you mentioned obviously the the masters and the singles 
um, because you're right. I can, can only imagine what people wanted to play you after you won the Open yeah. Nationals as a single. So let's let's transition then over to the Open side of things, and that's a great place to start. Yeah. Is obviously is 2017. You were the singles champion, yeah. uh, gold medal. Pretty incredible. And I, I mean, even to have the opportunity of win double gold in the same year as a single is a pretty rare feat. Um, so even to get that far is, is pretty solid on you. But yeah, tell us about that experience as far as winning gold at the Open in 2017. Well, winning gold in 2017 was a great experience, but it was, of course, the best year of my boring life because I did qualify as a single in the Open and at the Masters, so I was pretty confident on my game. But I'm a team player guy. I'm a guy, all my life, I, I played on the team. I like playing on the team. I'm the guy who wants to strike so the guys will be able to win a game. I'll, it's not for having the best game or having the best average. It's not that. I want to strike so the guy after me will have less pressure and will, like, okay, they believe in me. And, uh, like, it's, it's that kind of mm-hmm. momentum that I like. So that's why I decided in 2017 to play both. I played single and I played the team. So I played a lot of bowling that year, a lot of bowling. And I told my coach, hey, I know I'm playing single, but don't bench me because, oh, you don't want to. No, I'm there for the team. Tell me what you need. And I'm a team player. So I I won't say, oh, save me some energy because I got to play single after that. No, I want to go play. And uh, I asked Luc Duguay, my good friend, and uh, I will say mentor, and uh, I know that that guy got a lot of experience as a single. And I told Luc, I, I said, Luc, you know me better than I know myself as a bowler. And uh, because we played so many nationals together, uh, I got so much respect for you. I would love to have you on my side, please. And Luc stuck with me all, all the competition as the team and as a coach for the single. He was there in the crowd. He was there to, uh, if, if I was a little bit frustrating, he was making me smile. If I was like, having a correction, he, he helped me. And uh, I bowled, I think I bowled the tournament of my life. Even if I, uh, if, if, if you pull all the the games together, the, like uh, as a team, as a, as a single, I finished with a 280 average for the single. It was, I think 10, 10 points more than uh, the closest second and i was very confident and it was a relief for me because i won silver a couple years before that and i i I told you guys how i felt the first time i went well all my ybc i want to go to national just one just one time and after that i went to the masters my first provincial and i saw those guys with the quebec and the the florida list on the back and I said, oh, I want to be one of that, those guys. If I could tell that Guillaume on back in the days, well, someday you're going to play for the gold medal as a single, I would say, hey, come on. I, I didn't thought I, I could reach that point. But in 2017, I just stopped and I said, no, I can do this and I will do this. And I remember when I was so close in 2011, I know it crushed me because silver, you're winning silver by losing. It's yeah. it's pretty hard. Yeah. So it was pretty hard on me, but I I know that silver, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to win uh, because, you know, to, uh, to win a silver medal, it's 
it's great. You're a great bowler player, and it's not because you're silver that you're you're, you're nothing or nothing. It's just hard, and to come so close of that dream and not touch it, well, I was like, it was very hard on me. But when I was able to qualify in 2000, 2017 and have that confidence back, and have those people around me, and having the bowling was, uh, you know, like me guys, bowling is a lot of chance too. It's uh, you got to be lucky as well because something you have to rebound, but you create your own chance. Yeah. But everything was going good for me, and I believed. When I arrived there, I'm I, I look at Sophie and says, "Okay, I'm gonna win gold this year," and she says. Uh, you mean uh, as a single? I said, no, both. We're going to win gold as uh, a team, and I'm going to win gold as uh, a single. So I gave everything I got. I got a 280 average as a single, 260 as a team player. Uh, but there's an Alberta team that were pretty fired up <laughs> against us in uh, the playoff. What name any name, but... <laughs> It was a great match. I think you guys played like 15 and we played like four, uh, 14. Yeah, it was a good so, match. So it was an awesome team. Uh, uh, awesome team, awesome match. Uh, you guys played awesome. But we won bronze. And I won bronze with uh, that awesome team. And I go get the, the gold medal against a guy from Alberta in the final. So uh, the first thing uh, that I did after I won the gold of Thor, of course, I... I hugged my dear Luke Duguay that was there for me all that time. And of course, I hugged my dear Sophie that uh, believed in me. So it was, uh, I think, one of the greatest moments of not only my bowling life, but of my life because I'm a passionate guy. And I know that when I had my first national in the Open, with the, because the Open is before the Masters, and in 2002, I got uh, to the national with the Open with the, the tournament men. And I saw those books that they give you with all the names. And I'm, I'm, I'm a guy of history. I'm a guy that loves history and everything like that. And I would say, man, wouldn't it be cool to have my name in that book? Wouldn't it be awesome that maybe one day my, my son or my grandson is going to play bowling and says, oh, that's my granddad. Or, oh, that's my dad. I said, oh, well, that, that that's a nice dream, but that's the dream that came through. And just because, because I didn't give up and I believed in myself. So it was an awesome experience. When, when I was awesome, uh, obviously I was there when I saw you win, um, I was I was telling the guys before you came on. I was probably I've seen a lot of wins with cash tournaments with individual wins. Probably the most uh, emotional win I've ever seen somebody have, right? Mm -hmm. And it, you can tell it was a, a totally uh, it meant the world to you to win that na national championship. So of course, was, no, was, yeah, it was, was, uh, I think it, it went awesome. to sec the second game, right? Yeah, 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 went to second yeah. game. Oh no, that guy was hard to beat. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Christman, yeah, Mike yeah, Christman. yeah, unreal Mike, year. Mike he Christman, had oh yeah, 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 it was hard to beat. Awesome player, and he had a, a great playoff run, uh, step ladder run. And uh, the first game, it was uh, I, I think two ninety two to two ninety five. So it was two great games, and I know he had to strike two, uh, two strike to at least go to overtime. If you uh, what want yeah. to say it, and I'll, myself, I'll just look at. At Luke Duguay and says, "Wow, what do I got to do to beat that guy?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I went to another game, and uh, yeah. uh, it was good uh, for me. So I, I was able to uh, to get the goal. But like I said in an interview afterward with the journalist from Sudbury, I joke. I said, "Well, 
I worked all week to have that privilege to lose a game in a stepladder. Why not use it? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. That's why, that, that's why you're right. You earned that right. Um, yeah, for for a little backstory about Mike Crispin, um, a lot of the players that were playing that per, Alberta Provincial that year um, never really knew Mike. He had a, a strong a strong career early in his uh, in his uh, bowling, I guess, bowling career. He was really he strong back, back then. Yeah, but, but yeah. he had a, a back injury, I think. That's right. And then he had a resurgence, and a lot of the young players had no clue who this guy was. And he walked over the singles competition, and yeah. everybody had he no beat, clue. He beat Weber. He beat Weber. He beat everybody. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, just, just a yeah. short delivery and quick. And it, right was super there. good. Oh, no. tough, then, tough GP house too, right? I mean, it was yeah. it was crazy. So and then did, did he play after that though? I think yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, he he played the next year for sure. I'm yeah. not sure after that though. Um, no, no, it was. He's a great guy, great good, great yeah. bowler, uh, and he uh, shook my hands right away when uh, I uh, I threw that strike to win uh, at the, because he went to the last frame. So uh, it was uh, it was a good match again for the second match. It was uh, an honor to be on the lane with uh, with that guy, and yeah. and you know guys that that feeling. When you're in the bowling alley, you can't hear a fly. And then all you yeah. hear is, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, man, <laughs> that feeling, it's so awesome. Even if you're a spectator or even if you love bowling, you got to live this once in your life. And I was very lucky to live it twice because, uh, like I said, I've been to the final with uh, Leah Scott in 2011 when uh, I got silver and with Mike in 2017 and those feelings are the best a bowler can can look for i hope so, that everybody will leave it at least once so Guy, uh from Sudbury, did you guys bust it back or did you actually fly back <laughs> just a couple of hours yeah. so it was good <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a car ride with my sweetheart so uh, okay. it was the best ride of the world <laughs> how about uh any other c5 events i know that you also did a you challenge you were a coach but any other C5 events or open nationals or, or things you want to touch on here quickly? Uh, well, quickly, yeah, uh, because, uh, yeah, uh, I know that uh, we're getting out of time. No, but, we're doing uh, good. We're doing good. But I just, sorry, just meant, what are other okay. C5 stuff you got? To, well, uh, to of course, my first, my first year uh, at the Open was 2002. Uh, I was a rookie back then. And it's the only gold medal uh, tournament men's team won for Quebec. It was the first one and only one. And uh, it was a great experience. Uh, we, we fought all week. We uh, were able to beat a team from Alberta in the final. I don't know why Alberta is coming anywhere in my life. <laughs> that was amazing, <laughs> that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, I was there with, of course, Luc Duguay, Bruno Cécile, Eric Potvin, Dennis Barnick, great guy, Patrick Leduc, our coach, Pitt Plant. I think one of the greatest coaches that ever lived. And uh, it was awesome. Those guys took me under their wings. And it was a great tournament, a great feeling, because I just got out of the YBC winning goal. My first national with uh, adults, it's winning goal with the Open as a tournament team. And I know that uh, at that uh, champion uh, place where you go, the, the, yeah. Yeah. the champion's yeah. room. Yeah. 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 Look, look, look at me and says. Kids, you got to feel that moment because it doesn't happen very often. So I know it's your first year, but it's, it's going to be one of the greatest nights of your life, and it worked. 
So thank you very, uh, thank you very much, Luke, for uh, for that uh, that little thing at that national and all that team, and the national in uh, Newfoundland in 2013 for the Open. Uh, like like I said, I always doubted myself. I also always said like, uh, oh well, uh, I, I'm okay as a bowling player, but uh, there's so much so many guys that are better than me. And I think in 2013 was the moment where I maybe realized that maybe it's not luck. Maybe I got something there because our name on the All Star team, and we won bronze as a team in Quebec, and. For winning the all-star it's just for me like uh, your peers are telling you yeah you're good yeah i think i, I think you're good i think i think you're uh, you're one of the good bowler and for me winning that all-star meant something very dear to me so uh i had an awesome team again that year like like i said we won bronze and uh, you never know who beat us in the playoff on that year, 2013. I, I might have a feeling. <laughs> of course it were, Alberta. He played another 15 against us. So I don't know. So I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2017, when we sat at the champion or the gold medal yeah. table, I asked you guys, okay, if we did, did something to you guys, we're sorry. So I just want to say, okay, we're sorry. Uh, I, you always look mad, and you always beat up with uh, like a fifteen game, uh, fifteen hundred games against us. So we're sorry, okay? So yeah, yeah. Let me move on with this thing. Whatever, whatever's happened. Yeah. yeah there you go. So, uh, so 2013 was a great, great year, and of course, Luc Duguay was with me again and always. So uh, now it was very special. It was a, a very nice national. You know, Newfoundland is, is so awesome as a place to go bowling. Uh, the people there are awesome. Uh, the place is so nice. Uh, and the bowling alley was great. Paradise uh, yeah. is the name where we, where we bowl. It was brand it, new. Yeah, brand new. We had a lot of good memories there. So uh, winning the bronze with our team was like a very good, very nice, and uh, we were expecting for more. So of course it's a little bit disappointed. But when I arrived at the ceremony and they called my name for the All-Star, I was like surprised. I wasn't waiting for that at all. And it was a, a very good moment for me. Uh -huh. And another good moment, like you, you said, it was the youth challenge because it was my first experience as a coach on the national stage. It was with some uh, youngsters they were very passionate, but I know you guys will, will know what I'm talking about, but it was the kind of year, and I hate when people do that, that that, that kind of year says, oh, well, at least you, you'll have fun. Oh, at least you'll have some good experience. So you hope you guys will have a good experience. And I look at them and says, no, those guys are going to win. And they look at me and says, yeah, sure, coach, you're going to do it. And I says, no, I believe in my players. I believe because when I won gold in 2001 as a YBC player, we weren't the best team on paper, far. And I don't say on national stage. I say in Gatineau, we were supposed to finish third or fourth. But when you're a team and when you stuck together, I was talking about miracle. You know the movie of the hockey? Yeah. That's the thing. It's the thing that can make champion. Because I saw so many teams that have some all-star guys on it or women and have like 270 average and don't win gold medal. They got beat with 
the guy who was playing 230. Why? Because the guy is passionate. The guy is, it's not letting go. It's got to work all the way. And that's what uh, Lynn Golin was coach with me. Awesome coach. Awesome coach. Thank you, Lynn, for that experience. Uh, and we told, told the kids. I know everybody says, oh, just have fun. Just, no. Your guys are good. You guys are provincial champion. You deserve to be there. And we're going to win a medal. And even we can win gold. I believe we can win gold. And all the last game, we were battling for gold. And we won silver. It was a great silver, great moment. So uh, our youngsters were very happy with that silver medal. So it was a very good experience. But that's what I'm trying to do as a coach, even for, for kids or adults. Never look at statistic. Never look at, the, oh, uh, I know that guy is a 270 average. No, look at us as a team. Because when you're a team, so many things happen. I've saw it a lot of times. And when you're going at a national as a team, not only you have the experience of your life, but you got to give your chance to win, and you will win. And that's, uh, yeah, that's about it. Now, there's a really strong contingent of youth bowlers or, or younger generation um, in Quebec. Is there not? I remember hosting the, the youth challenge. What year would that have been, Tim? 2015, 20, 16? 2015 and 2010, yeah. Right. So yeah. the And I just remember some of the, the stats of the bowlers coming out of Quebec. I mean, I think of Kellyanne, for, for one, that yeah. had, had made Kellyanne, it to yeah. six or seven different nationals. I know there was a couple of guys as well that had a there really was strong yeah. Maxime so Bouchard are they got a, are they still bowling awesome and team. are they still involved and still playing? Like they, they, uh, they, 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 is still bowling. Maxime uh, Bouchard stopped bowling for I don't know what reason, but I, I know it's a very good reason. But uh, still, uh, there are some players. There's about 50-50. 50-50 of players that are still bowling and the other fifty stop. And it's 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 very sad to see that because there's so much potential. Like I said, when I was bowling, I wasn't the best of my era in YBC. But those people start stop bowling. So, so, so it, it didn't begin just now. It was always like that in Quebec. Yeah. You, you like like me. Uh, like now, I, I'm a senior or experienced guy, whatever you can call that. But I can see like a young guy like Maxime Beauchamp. Oh, I can't wait to play with him against him. I can't wait to. Uh, I, I hope I'll do a national with him. Man, it's gonna be great to be on my side on national. Oh, he stopped uh, playing bowling. Ah, shucks. Oh, there's that other kid. Oh, I can't wait to play. Oh, when when he's gonna be? Oh no, he stopped playing. Oh man, come on. And yeah. then on on the woman's side. Oh, I can't uh, wait to see how she's gonna do on the. She stopped playing. Well, you, you can't force somebody to continue to play. And if there's no more passion or no more reason, it's okay to stop. But it's just, I saw it so many times in Quebec. So we got a strong roots, but it's to keep them growing and keep them in the game that it's pretty hard. But there are some people who stay. I remember the first year I saw Maxime Lafreniere come with us at National in Sudbury in 2010. Uh, well, you know, got you know Max for sure, Super Max. I always call him. Yeah. He's an awesome player, and he's one of the guys that uh, won a lot of things in the YBC, and then he's still playing today. There's Francis Cloutier that won a lot of things in YBC. That he's playing, he stopped playing, but but it's okay. If if you want to play, you play. If you don't, it's just that there's so many potential and great players in Gatineau. Not only because, of course, we're in the province of province of Quebec, but in Gatineau, there's so many players. 
that don't play the Masters, that don't play the Open, that it's it's for me, for like a passionate guy. I look look at this and I I feel a little regret. I don't know how to put it in words, but it's just uh, I would love to see uh, like uh, Quebec be. Uh, I won't I won't say better because. We are a strong group. We are a group that battling for medals year after year after year. But yeah. it's just uh, when when you see so much potential, there's so much that can be done. So it's just well, it's life. Eh? I'm sure we're yeah, not yeah. the only ones. Yeah, yeah sure. We, we have the same thing here, right? You might have yeah. outstanding youth careers and you're same thing. Excited to play with them. And then, oh, they stop playing or yeah. for whatever reason. Right. So oh. uh, like you said, it's it's their choice. So yeah. but I think one maybe one thing here in Quebec uh five fin is only in gatineau so if you like you're having a job in quebec a city or in montreal yeah there's no place to play bowling uh well there's place to play bowling but it's that duck pin thing that you gotta play yeah. <laughs> which we're gonna talk about right now so give us your thoughts on the duck pin and the different oh, forms of bowling in there so let's uh, yeah. i just, I just want to say one quick thing first i think yeah. that you know quebec bowling and quebec ybc or, or Gatineau YBC is super lucky to have you because just just the way you talk and your passion and your ambition and you having the right thoughts on things, you know, I'm excited to play with this person, whether that happens or not, but I'm excited to play with this person. I'm excited to yeah. play with this person. It's not, and, and I think times have changed over the last number of years, but it's not a, oh, this person's coming up. I got to make sure I beat him because I want my spot. It's a, oh. I'm excited to play with this person. And yeah. that is so good for the community. That's so yeah. good for the sport. And it's so good for, you know, your future teams. Um, of course. Quebec is super, super lucky to have you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And and that's why uh, we were talking about Ottawa earlier. Of course, there's so awesome player from Ottawa. Of course, if I want to keep my spot, I won't say, oh, come and play with us. Come and take my... No, I would yeah. say, no, no, stay in Ottawa. You don't have to play with Quebec. No, I won't... <laughs> the association and the sports in Gatineau to grow and be better. So, no, come with us. Come on. I, I want to play with you. If I go to national, I want to go with you. I want to be the best that we can be. And, uh, oh, no, I'm talking like the army now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's my yeah. point of view. So, uh, so for sure, no, uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's the main thing. The sports yeah. come first. No, no one is bigger than the sports itself. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. So what was your question again for? Oh, yeah, the duck pen. Yeah. The duck pen thing. Yeah, uh, yeah the duck pen thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the duck pen with the rubber, the French version, I don't know why, why you want to, how, how you want to call it. Soft I think dumb. it's the worst thing in bowling, but uh, that's my personal opinion. We, we, we uh, tend to call it soft belly versus the hard belly. Okay, that's, all, yeah. that's how we distinguish it. Okay, good. Uh, because, uh, of course, uh, every time I go see uh, the family of my uh, fiancé in Montreal, oh, let, let's go play bowling. We got a bowling champion with us. Oh, I'm saying, like, no, but I play five pins. And, oh, what's five pin? Well, uh, now you got to explain why they got some difference in bowling. But they want to go play duck pins. Okay, fine, I'm going to go play the duck pins. And with the ball I got, the speed, uh, the backup, Ah, man, it's uh, it's the worst thing. Uh, it's it's not fun. It's like the the, the action, the pins just go like Bleh. so. I don't I, I don't like it. But there are some people and great players that have played that sport. And of course, it's it's a sport. It's 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 a great sport. It's just for me, I don't like it. Uh, of course, my favorite is the five pin. 
My second favorite is the duck pin, but the US one, because I've been to the Pro Tour on the US side with uh, Sly Bercier, with uh, 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 Maxime so uh, Max Maxime Sauvé, sorry Max, Maxime Lafreniere, Super Max, and Mike Sauvé, and Alexandre Sommer. So uh, there's a couple of guys in Quebec that will go on the US side, and man, that if you guys got the chance to play duck pin in the US, it's so fun. It's so fun because you never know what's gonna happen. Just that feeling, because you know, you guys will know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you'll throw a ball, and you know you're you're having a strike. You know your ball. You know where it's going. You know it's gonna. At the worst, the corner will maybe, but it will fall. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a strike. Not a true one. You never know. <laughs> Sherwood Center, you're talking about, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that pin, yeah. you never know. You're gonna throw the perfect ball, and all you know, there's gonna be three pins. It's gonna be like this, and don't move. It's gonna go like, and then he's like, what? <laughs> what the hell happened? We went there with Mike Sauvé, and of course, uh, doubles and triples are very rare. So when 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 you do a strike in duckpin in the U.S., it's it, it's a big deal. So if you do like three strikes, it's like, wow, he did three strikes, and I was like, yeah, so oh, that's good. But Mike Sauvé did three strike in a row. Not once he hit the middle first. So it's <laughs> it's ten pin. And Mike got a really strong ball. And if you can go look it up at YouTube, like uh, Duckpin US, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. With, with, with all the things, it's it's awesome. You never know what, everything is possible. Everything is possible. You try for everything, yeah. And uh, when Mike finally hit the middle at his first ball, well, there's two pins that stick up. So, so I look at Mike up, oh, you hit the middle, not good. <laughs> the record in the US is very fun. Uh, can't wait to go back. And of course, uh, it's costing a lot of money. So, of course, uh, I'm not a rich guy. So, hope I'll be able to go there. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why I don't go to the West Tour. It's not because I would love to play with you guys. And I know it's a great tournament. But of course, with the plane ticket, the hotel, and everything. Uh, I, I can't afford it, but I hope someday yeah. I will be able to go play with you guys. So this said, uh, I like the candle pins as, as well. You know, with the pins that stay on the alley. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty weird, pretty fun. So I played that when I went to the east of Canada with my family. And I, I like playing usually the, the big ball with the big 10 pins, but it's hard to come back to five pin after that because... With, with the way you take the ball, with the wrist and everything. So you got to make sure to play that on the summer. So you have time to re recuperate to come back to five pin. But I know that there's a couple of plays here in Gatineau that we got dog pins. And every time that I go out with, like I said, family or co-workers, oh, I'm going to play bowling. Guillaume is a, is a bowling champion. Okay, let's go play uh, those dog pins. And I say, no, no, let's go play five pin. And they say, no. It's too hard. Let's go play on the 10 pins. It's easier to take the pins. There, there are 10 of them. There's not just five. And I says, well, okay, fine. And then I play duck pin. And that's why I always play duck pins with people who don't use to play bowling here in Gatineau. Yeah. And I think why is duck pin with the, the, the belly, like you said, with the, the rubber, is the bowling in Quebec and not in Gatineau? I think maybe because, of course, there's the French, there's the English, so uh, there's that side, there's the culture thing. And uh, here in Gatineau, we're very close to Ottawa. Yeah. So I think that's maybe how it began. I can't say I'm not a historian, but 
that's how I imagine because we're close to Ottawa. Uh, there's a lot of uh, five pins around here and uh, it was very popular. And like I said, very popular in the 70s and the 80s. And uh, But most of Quebec and uh, the bowling that was on Quebec television was the duck pin. That's how uh, when, when they do uh, backwards. So that's what is playing in Quebec. So you go everywhere in Quebec except Gatineau and there's some place in Rouyn-Noranda that is in the north of Quebec. It's closer than uh, to Sudbury, I think, or Northern Ontario than Quebec. So uh, I think they were talking at one point to go play with Northern Ontario. That would be great because yeah. it's like a eight-hour drive from here, and uh, they won't go play for it with us an eight-hour drive to have like the ten players, but they can go to Northern Northern Ontario. But that's another uh, yeah. another thing. But uh, there's a, I think that's why there's a, two kinds of bowling here in Quebec. Yeah, it's a, it's always fun having um, somebody from Quebec like yourself to come on the podcast because we were lucky enough. I'm not sure if the other guys on the podcast were, but up in Fort McMurray, there was a soft belly center split with yeah. a five pin center. And uh, we got to play it. And I can tell you, we hated it. You would throw the ball <laughs> hard as you could at 50K yeah. and absolutely yeah. nothing when would did. fall over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think Mark Bush made mention to it in 2004. There was a national final at the Open going on and uh, Alberta, our team, and the uh, Ontario team was overplaying uh, a game of duck pin. And I think we had more fans over there watching us than the actual national final on the other side yeah. playing it because we were just loud and we, I think we were already drinking and it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, it's a completely different game. Right? I remember, yeah. I remember seeing a video yeah. online of an older lady, like older lady. Oh yeah. And, and it was, and it was her throwing her third consecutive perfect game. She threw three consecutive soft belly. It, it was, it, it was a perfect set. Wow. Yeah, she had 900 for three. It was crazy. Yeah, I want to point out what uh, Sheila just wrote uh, to us because, uh, like she said, at Anik, uh, they, they weren't always duck pin. At, uh, when I was younger, Anik was a 48 lanes, only five pins. But they brought the, the duck pin. They, 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 they wouldn't have duck pin when I was younger here in Gatineau, but they brought the duck pin at uh, Anik and they brought, of course, the, the big ball with the, the big 10 pins. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing in the Elmer at Galaxy. They, they, they built, I, I, I think, I don't want to say anything stupid here, but as I know, uh, Galaxy was the first in Gatineau to build a bowling with the big ball and the big 10 pins. It was not, not the five pin center. And they brought later on some duck pins in that bowling uh, house as well. But Anik originally was a 48 bowling alley, just five pin. So that was like a church of, the, of bowling. The yeah. dimensions of a lane and everything in the, the it's all the same, right? It's, it's just yeah. really the pin setup. The dimensions of the oh, lane yeah. is still same. Oh, yeah, yeah the dimension is the same. Uh, I know some bowling center uh, that got uh, both on the same lane for 10 pins and 5 pins. Uh, it's just uh, like it's a, it's a different machine, but uh, it's the same lane, the same thing, but you just say, oh, we want to play uh, 10 pins. Okay, it's not the, the duck pins, though. It's the big uh, big ball and big 10 pins. Uh, I don't know if... It, did Nebs have some lanes on that? Nebs like yeah. has convertibles. Yeah, yeah, convertibles. yeah. yeah. I think, uh, so, uh, so, so it's the same lane, the same thing, but you got to have like a special machine to have like both. Right. But uh, you can change the machine or everything. But we, we used to joke, uh, Sly, Bercy and me, when we go to the US, because we got like a seven hour drive to go. So we got a lot of things to talk about. 
But if we win the million someday, we're going to open a boring house here in uh, in, uh, in Quebec with the duck pins uh, uh, as uh, uh, the U.S. duck pins. Hard so uh, people yeah. in Canada would be able to to play those. That would that would be good. We Absolutely. need to get some get some uh, duck pins sent to you guys there at Sherwood so we can have some fun. Maybe some TikTok videos. Hey boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we, have the pins. we should get the hard belly too. Yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever has some hard belly uh, duck pins, we need to send them our way to Walter. To... Yeah, that would Walter. be great. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Let's uh, let's we we uh, how about this uh, wish list? Um, obviously, you've had a national championship, um, you know, Guy. But what what else is left on on the on the wish list for you, uh, bowling wise? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you got a, a long career left, hopefully. Um, but what are some yeah, of the things hopefully. that you, you want to do, right? Like what's, what's, well, yeah. man, it's just play as long as I can, because, uh, I would love to play at the level that I'm playing because I remember, I don't know. It, it was in Sudbury that this struck me. Uh, they were like a team that the average, uh, age on that team was about 55 60 and they were playing on the tournament man and i said well it's, it's great to play senior but it's it's just see some players that are playing so good for so long so trying to to play as long as i can if i if i can play the level that i'm playing with okay fine i'll play with the senior and go a pin over average and or or uh, and and it's okay because uh, senior is a great place to play and there's a great some great player as well and it's just a different game like pin over average is is awesome it's it's you against yourself so 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 it's awesome so but i, I just want to play as long as i can that's one thing but the only the the other thing that i wish to do and i'm working very hard on it like i said i'm on the provincial board for the masters since 2010 and uh, i'm president of the association of quebec masters uh, since uh, 2019 uh after like i, I said bruno Cesar did a very good job as president so i want to say thank you to bruno but the the thing i think i would like to do because of course i can say oh i would love to win a gold medal uh, as a single uh, and uh, do a double crown and of course uh, Everybody wants to win the gold medal. Everybody wants to win, uh, like another all-star. Everybody uh, maybe someday wants to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. But the thing that it's on my mind right now, it's to give back to bowling that have been giving me so much since I was four. So that's why I'm working so hard to make the sports better here for Quebec, for Gatineau, for Canada. So that's why when I go to a national board and talk about bowling, talking about the sport, make the sports better, make the sport healthier, that's where I'm concentrating right now. I was thinking uh, before the pandemic to take maybe two or three years off of playing bowling just to be president of Quebec so I can concentrate on the, the association, so I can give back to bowling, give back to the people that are working so hard. And I would love to keep that sports alive here in Quebec and healthier than ever. And one thing that I don't like here in Quebec for the bowling association everywhere, and I want to give back and I'm working very hard on it during the, the pandemic. So you guys will have maybe a little scoop, little scoop, little, little. It's, <laughs> Inside. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm working Teaser. on her history. Like there's no place here in Quebec 
like uh, there's no website there's no books there's nothing that says okay that guy won a gold medal that year for the masters in quebec like we know like uh, oh in the past 10 years oh i i saw that guy so but we got some people who went to nationals and the open in the masters in 1990 1991 uh, so i want to bring out the stats of everything in Quebec, like I'm uh, working right now on a big document that I want to make public when I'll be finished. It. It's all the stats of every player from Quebec that are playing nationals. So uh, that player will know oh, in the teaching team, teaching division, I played that average on national. I, I won that amount of games. When you go on the baseball site and you go see uh, a guy like Barry Bonds, oh, you know that at that game, he did that and that and that. He did that many home runs, that many. I would love to bring something like this to uh, the bowling community here in Quebec so people will not only recognize but maybe learn a lot because unfortunately we lost a couple of great people here in quebec in the past few years and the only thing i'm, I'm here since 2002 so i'm not the oldest one but got a couple of years uh, under, under my belt but i learned oh you want bronze for for quebec on the masters really i didn't know he played masters oh yeah he was good well why why, why do I don't know that? Why why do I know why he's not somewhere? Yeah. Oh, that guy one year played for 280 average on the Masters, on the Provincials. Well, that's got to be writing somewhere. Oh, that guy played uh, uh, that that big tournament. It's the biggest tournament ever saw in Quebec. Why, why isn't right somewhere? So our history is getting lost. And uh, like I said, history is very... It, is something that I'm passionate about. And that's something I'm working very hard to bring back to Quebec or just to build or to produce. So people, well, because I'm going to leave my place somewhere or another someday, well, we'll, we'll, have, we'll know what the past of Quebec was because before you got to know where you're going, you got to know where you're from. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. what I think is uh, very important. Yeah, you, you completely hit that on the nose. Like, that's bowling in general. It's just not Quebec. It's not all, all these provinces. I know Tim and these guys have been working really hard with the C5 side of things and the Alberta side of things to get that history on um, that association side. But like the Masters Association's missing a bit, um, even the WCBT. Before we started putting anything on the website when the tour was created, all those cash tournaments way back in the day were all on paper and nobody yeah. thought to PDF it or put it into <laughs> computer like the standalone all, events. Yeah. All that history is yeah. literally in a couple exactly. people's hands, right? Yeah. And they're hard to get a contact or they don't know who to contact or or it's in storage somewhere, right? It's mm -hmm. it seems so silly. The internet's been around for 30 years yeah. and how is this not on the internet yeah it's <laughs> there you go. It, but it's awesome that we've got some really good people that are working on this and recognizing oh, yeah. that yeah. this is a problem yes. and let's get it sorted out now before it goes too long and there's people that are around they don't remember anymore oh there i don't go. remember exactly. the 70s or the 80s so great yeah. job on you to to take that on uh, and to do that nice. anybody who's collecting stats across the country that's that, that's amazing task that you're doing so yeah it's awesome Thanks. Appreciate it. 
Um, how about uh, a final fun topic here we chat about? Obviously, we had our nicknames at the beginning. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we chatted about some wrestling. And then oh, let, let's touch base on, on that side of things. So tell us more about your your, your side hobby and, uh, yeah. and, and, and the, the business of wrestling in Quebec. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll tell you how it began with wrestling because it's, uh, it's got uh, something to do with bowling. Then you're going to look at me. Uh, how's that? Well, <laughs> you're you, you going to know. Uh, like I said, I did my YBC in Templeton. So I had an older brother that was uh, playing at the YBC. Like uh, I was Bantam, uh, he was a junior. I was Wee, he was Bantam. So we were not on the same shift. So I had to wait for him. He's got to wait for me. So, so I was running around doing some things. And uh, one morning I was looking at the TV at the bowling alley. And there was that guy with the yellow shirts and the big mustache and big muscles and says, well, what's you going to do, brother? <laughs> so you know who I'm talking about there. It's, yes. uh, of course, the hoster, Hulk Hogan. And uh, he was uh, doing a promo against the Macho Man Randy Savage. So it was, uh, by the end, uh, end of 88, beginning of 89. So I started looking at this, and I was like, wow, that's uh, captivating. So what I beginning to do is when my brother was bowling on Saturday morning, I was on, well, not the bar. It was more the restaurant with the wrestling show and i was watching wrestling so i was playing bowling and after that i was watching wrestling so that's how i felt in love with wrestling since i was a, a little guy and of course when uh, i went to school and uh, I, I was very young and people were asking what 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 you gotta do when you're gonna be older oh i'm gonna be a wrestler oh yeah 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 you're gonna be a wrestler sure 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 no no that's what i, I want to be the next old Hogan. that's what i want to be and when I was 14, I was uh, lucky enough to have a federation here in Quebec, and a, a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy that was a, with one of the wrestlers, and uh, took me under his wing and started to wrestle. Uh, I was 14, I was that big, and I was wrestling with uh, guys who were 30, 35, 300 pounds, six foot three. So they give me some rough time, but rough time in a good way, because wrestling. Nobody come to me and say wrestling's fake. Because I'm telling you, maybe we know the ending, maybe it's, but on the end of the day, when you do your match, you go back there, you're going to feel injured. You're going to feel things. And it's hard out there. So those guys weren't easy on me because I was young, because I was little, but they were preparing me for what's going to come up to me. So I thank them for that. And that's why I'm maybe a little bit stronger in the ring today. And after that, I stopped going to school, got a diploma in radio, started to work with Radio Canada. So you know what that brought me. And then at one time, uh, I, during that time, I stopped wrestling, like I, I said. But uh, something happened to me in 2004 that was very hard. I lost my dad like that. So my dad was there on the night kissing me goodbye on the morning my mother wake me up and says your brother uh, your uh, your dad's dead so poof that changed your life man and yeah. at that moment i started thinking about my life and says uh, well when you were younger you want to be the next hulk hogan you want to be a wrestler did you finish that project and i said to myself no i didn't so i get back to wrestling 
And I, I knew a guy that was working with uh, Jacques Rougeau, if you know him as the fabulous Rougeau brothers or the Mountie, I'm the Mountie. Well, yeah. I was able to get a job with Jacques at this federation, worked for him for eight years. And in 2017, uh, he closed his, uh, his school, he closed his federation and sold his ring to three guys in Gatineau who started a federation in Gatineau, brand new in 2018. So that's us. We brought uh, we bought uh, Jacques Rougeau's ring and we started a federation here in Gatineau. So that's the story uh, with me and my passion for wrestling. And what I want to bring back in wrestling, but I think you guys pretty know me by now, but when I was a little guy and I look at Hulk Hogan, look at Macho Man, that special thing, I want to bring that back. Because, of course, Stone Cold was cool. The Rock was cool. Of course, hardcore macho with the blood and everything. But we lost that magic, like superhero, like uh, that that thing that you can bring your kid and they look at those heroes and persona and the character and dream about it. And I want to have a federation where when my little guy is going to be old enough to bring him at those places, I want his eyes to to be like uh, full of diamonds and everything. So that's the spirit. So the family, it's a family show. Of course, still wrestling is still a fight, but there's no swearing, there's no blood, there's no hardcore, there's some rules. And uh, it's like going back in the 80s and look at the, the old WWF at that time. So that's the kind of show we present here at Gatineau. And there's a guy named Brian Rosetti that was here for a national, uh, uh, not committee, but board. And uh, I'm a good friend with Brian. And I know he loves wrestling. And we had a show that night. And I said to Brian, want to come and see me wrestle? He says, sure. <laughs> so if you want to talk about uh, the Federation here in Gatineau, we can talk about uh, this with uh, Brian was it. Okay. <laughs> and and I, think, I think it's now time to queue up the video of uh, the wrestling match. Of course. Oh, I'm no, I'm kidding. I wish we had oh, one. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I, I quickly started to look here and tried to find something, but I didn't see anything on YouTube. But that would be awesome. But, 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 yeah. but uh, there's if, if if you you get the GPW like Get No Pro Wrestling on YouTube, uh, of course it's in French, but you got to see some stuff up there, and there's some uh, vignette of the sheriff and everything. So you got to see something. So Get No Pro Wrestling. You gotta see some, some things, but in the last there's there's a little thing on the last <laughs> national 2019. Uh, of course, uh, I was playing. You know that I was playing with the, the tournament men's team, and one week before the national, we had a show. Our biggest show of the year was in the arena in Gatineau, and I told my my guys, my my teammates, hey, come to see me wrestle. It's gonna be fun, and they say, oh yeah, fine, it's gonna be great. And during the match. I go up on the third, uh, ter- the the third uh, turnbuckle, yeah. and they they told me afterward we were seeing Gary Derek Ian and we we're like no he's he's not gonna jump no no we're playing national in one week Guillaume don't jump <laughs> Guillaume don't jump we're playing national in one week and of course Guillaume jumped and did a big flip and do a neck breaker to do the finishing move and all the the crowd went wild and of course I was very wrecked 
uh, the day after that, but I was okay for national, but it's just a little... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, right? Just, just imagine, all. Like, Don't do it. Don't do having it. Having fun, and then... No, 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 no. Don't do that. No. no. So, so it was awesome. Just I, like I, I've been a wrestling fan all my life, too, yeah. and I've, I've watched a, a ton of, you know, WWF. It used to be, of course, yeah. WWE now. My daughter yeah. even loves likes watching it. She thinks it's kind of funny, but we, we watch it together. Monday Night Raw or Friday Night, yeah. like SmackDown. So. SmackDown, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So. Now the big guy is Roman Reign, or if you're watching yeah. at the AWE, uh, no, AEW, sorry. So there's uh, some uh, other federation that they're taking, not over, but uh, offering a different product. But yeah, uh, yeah the wrestling is still strong today. But I think that our product, if I can say, it's different now because it's more like the old, old stuff. Like, like everybody Stampede says, oh, wrestling. yeah, yeah, Stampede Wrestling. There you go. Well, of course, you're in Alberta, so uh, you know Bret Hart and everything about the Stampede Wrestling. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it with the, the characters and everything. Uh, a show where you can bring your family and and everybody that I'm speaking uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Nitro versus Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This and is a whole new podcast. Yeah, this, this, this is a new. This is a new level of podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That's another yeah. thing. But yeah. but what what, what I, I want to bring back is people that I <laughs> talk wrestling to. It says, oh, with the Macho Man. Oh, that the that the, that was good. Oh yeah, with the Ultimate Warrior, with Mr. Perfect, Andre the Giant. Those those were the days. So a, a lot of good memories was in were in those days, and that was the days that me and my two other colleagues and friends that started that federation. That's when we started loving wrestling and we fell in love with wrestling. So that's why it's so dear to Good us job, to bring bring that back. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and just, can I have another story? Oh, yeah, yeah you uh, have had her. You can have one story. And then we've had a guest ask us to ask you a story a couple of times. So you tell your story okay, and then we'll, we'll, okay. we'll um, cue you up. You go. It, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's one of my dearest story. Like I said, in 2011, I was there for the Open in Vancouver for uh, for uh, the national as a single i remember at the airport and that's the one thing that made me smile and smile and smile because when you were talking about the olympics you told me oh i'm a little bit jealous and everything so yeah i got that a lot but remember what was the nhl Stanley cup final in 2011 it was vancouver know. against the boston bruins uh, yeah. it was okay yeah that's what I was so it was in june what's in june of course it's the open so the first game of the series was in vancouver and uh we were there so uh we were there in the airport and uh, waiting for our bags and people were talking and my uh, my teammates like oh and you see for tickets like uh, ten thousand dollars for tickets in the stand like a final for the game and then the uh, people look at me and yeah would you pay ten thousand dollars for a ticket for a game and I look at them and I say, no, because I'm going to be there for work. They look at me and says, what? You're going to be there for work? I says, yeah. I told them I'm going to be in Vancouver. I'm a sportscaster. told them I'm going to be in Vancouver for the Stanley Cup final. They don't have to pay for a plane or anything. They just got to help me to get my media pass and I can go. So you kind of get go there for free. And I said, no, 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 no. They got to pay me to go see the game. <laughs> That's when I got a lot of enemies in Quebec. So <laughs> people stopped talking to me. And uh, so, no, but uh, you got a lot of fun of things like that. But some, some things like that happened. I remember one point I was at the, the draft in Montreal. And the next day I had to be in Sudbury for uh, the Nationals. So uh, I went from Montreal to... Uh, was in 2009 i think or 2010 
So, uh, so we took the plane to the national. So now I got a couple of the story like that, but always make me smile. That's awesome. Uh, the the question or the story we want you to tell is this guy here. We're 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 fan of the buffalo around. <laughs> we're fan of the buffalo around here on this podcast. So I thought this is this is rather fitting. So t- tell us this story. Okay, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> one, Andrew. Uh, because of course he was there. Uh, but I remember my good friend Daniel Liberty uh, on on the bus and everything. I was a best man on Daniel Liberty's wedding. And uh, when you, you, you know me, you know my sense of humor. I'm, I'm the kind of guy who loves to live and loves to laugh. I think I'm a good living person. We were at church because Daniel and Karim had a church wedding. And at one point of the wedding, of course, you got to take the wine. And it's not only the priest, but it's the two, two uh it's the, the groom and the, I, I don't know the, the word. Bride. The bride, sorry. Bride and the groom. So, of course, Daniel took the cup. And remember, Daniel is a bowler player. He's in the Buffalo Club. So he took the cup like this. Oh, no. And then I look at my friend and look at me and says, no, don't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I look at him and I didn't, I didn't yell it. We're in the church. But he looked at me with a big smile, and then I just said, <laughs> and he went like, oh, no. <laughs> not in my wedding ceremony. <laughs> so later that night, at the ceremony with the, the cake and everything, brought him a beer in front of everybody and told the story, called him Buffalo on the church. And of course, he drank it all with the wrong hand, so brought him a bottle, <laughs> and then... That's the rest of history. So that's that's a story. That was a, a good a job. Big one. Yeah, that is so good. I love it. <laughs> and I like the how you said he knew too, and he looked at you and he's like, "Don't do it. Don't do it, <laughs> don't, don't do it right now, man. right?" That's yeah. That's like Wedding Crashers, or what's the movie where the guys beside him, right? Saying, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, always happy to have uh, people from Gatineau on the podcast. You guys have some of the best stories and one of the most close-knit communities ever. And uh, you always talk up um, your, each of each other's bowling careers. You have intertwined friendships and stuff like that. And yeah. it just proves that bowling brings everybody together. And yeah, that, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And like I said, thank you very much for what, what what you're doing for Five Pin, and your podcast is awesome. And thank you so much. I'm honored to be uh, to to have been there with you guys and uh, continue the great job, guys. You're you're really awesome. Merci beaucoup. Yeah, th- th- thank awesome. you, Guy, for everything you do. And hopefully, we get to play against you again in nationals at one point, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that would be good, but uh, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back on the lanes first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, let's get the lanes open and start playing again. But yeah, great job go. tonight, uh, Guillaume. Good to have you. Really good job. So really, thank for, you so much. Thanks for coming on, it's very man. fun. Yeah. Always well, so good talking to you, buddy. Yeah, you're more than welcome to sit in that background for a little bit. We do our ending banter and we'll do our draw. Um, if you want to stick on, talk to us after, or of we'll course. see you at the next Nationals. No, no, no of course. I'm going to stay, stay around, guys. No problem. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. Thanks. Good job, bud. Perfect. That. 
uh, his his stories and the way he talks is it, it's made for radio for sure. Okay. Even even though he he thinks his <laughs> English isn't the greatest, it's like I said, it's better than mine. It's better than Tim's. So he's doing yeah, he's doing fantastic. He is yeah. absolutely absolutely awesome. He makes our job super easy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was. Fa- I mean, he knew all the stories. I mean, he had, it was it was fantastic, right? Just let her flow. Abs- absolutely awesome. You know, yeah, but you know what? The, the guy lives the right way. I mean, he's Water. a super passionate guy. <laughs> super passionate guy. Super supportive guy. Um, he he's super grateful for everything, and he takes everything in. He takes nothing for granted. What what an absolutely awesome dude. Um, re- really glad that Quebec's got him, and uh, you know you, you got to think that Masters is in really good hands having him at the helm. Couple of, a couple of highlights for me, obviously for the one, um, you know when he chose to play the teaching, yes. uh, Masters, yeah. and 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 walking in with his mom, you know that's just a, that's a big moment for sure, right? A, a proud family moment for sure. Uh, and then I really like the idea that he's taking on the the, the stats of Quebec yeah. and being a historian. You know, we saw Don Sim make the comment about uh, collecting, you know, stats. And, yeah, we need more people to collect more stats uh, and then obviously put them all in one place or have have some availability to them. But, um, you know, really, really a couple of big highlights for me, for sure, that Guillaume's working on. Yeah, it shows what kind of person he is. Top of your, like, you think about it, he's one of the top players in Quebec and you chose to play teaching. Nothing against teaching, no. but you chose to play P- POA instead to play with your mother and walk in with her. Um that's pretty cool, right? That's well, yeah. uh, that's quite something. That's exactly. So. I mean, even, <laughs> so, even now, here he is at, like, the peak of his career, and he's talking about taking time off so that he could focus on building yeah. the game out there. T- right? Tim and Dex, I mean, you guys would do that for Wendy, right? Wouldn't you? Wendy makes no. the Masters. You'd, you'd be here. <laughs> Come on. She, for sure you would. No. She, is, she isn't going to play. Dad, Dad, maybe. Yeah. Don't, you know bring, yeah. Dad, Dude, maybe. Don't close, bring Wendy into this. Closest, right? closest I've ever had was... Uh, dad maybe coaching me in the in the finals, right? Uh, but yeah. then I thought I'm already nervous as it is. Dad's going to be pissing himself, and and there <laughs> yeah. he and his vibes are going to be rolling onto my vibes. And then that I just as much <laughs> as I love him, um, if if maybe I already won one, that'd be a different story, right? Because it's a little bit easier after that. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's tough, right? But it, it's it's a great story what he did for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Cool. Um, once again, we just want to thank Alley Cat Brewing for uh, our drinks of the week and All Star Bowling Cells for being our weekly sponsor and also giving us an item to give away. It's a $50 gift card for their website. Um, once we do the draw, we'll contact you to get your information and then pass it on to allstarbowlingsales.com. So Without further ado, let's get this draw going. 26 entries. There was over 40 people watching the whole time. I guess people don't like free stuff on them. Tough break. Well, why why (laughs) don't we enter? Yeah, no doubt, eh? (laughs) Jason. Jason Scaletta's rolling in all-star bowling sales money. He's going to have so many bowling balls. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what though? Our bowling alley is gonna be open sooner than your bowling alley now. After watching you play for so long. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but you know what? He's gonna use it though. I know he's gonna be for a good cause. So. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Shelby will love that. Oh, him again? Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Uh, just want to thank everybody for commenting in the chat, um, being engaging with us. We try and share the comments that are relevant to the conversation at that time. Um, obviously, lots of discussion between everybody in the chat, and I, we love that engagement. And uh, we continue to read it, and we continue, or I want to thank you guys personally for being involved in it. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Way easier. Yes, yes. All right. Well, we'll sign off for another week. Oh, next week, Tim. Let us know yeah. who's who's next week. Uh, Bev Gigluck. So we, Bev we Meyer Bev. for that older crew. Yes. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be Alberta, absolutely awesome. Alberta yeah. ladies, and yeah, big history there, and lots of lots of connections. So I'm sure she'll come with some some good stories, and uh, hopefully maybe some inside. <laughs> jokes yeah. or something on, on Giggy. So oh yeah, good. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> she says she hasn't lost sleep yet, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll be good. Yeah, yeah, she'll she'll be better than most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. all right. Well, thanks, guys, and thanks, uh, we'll see you all next week. See you later.